you stand me up at the gates of hell But I won't back down Gonna stand my ground And be turned around In a world that keeps on dragging me Welcome to I Protest. We're going old school here today. That's my old theme song from TFR. I still miss it. It's nice to hear it again, even if it is a cover version. Lots of interesting people. I have a very special show today, uh, kind of a, with, with my new connection apparently working. I think we'll be okay. We're not going to conk out because too many people are here. Uh, we have some great people, people I've wanted to get on for a long time. I, I admire very much um, the Knights of the Storm podcast. Jason Barker is here. Angry Tiger, who I love. I love the name. He's, he's, he's angry, and we all should be angry at this point. He's got the Tiger's Den now, another great show. These guys are doing great work. And, of course, Six from the New Prisoners podcast. You guys are all doing great work, so I, I really wanted to have you on. And we're hoping to have Gary McBride, our, well, our, our, our friend who has uh, gone Hollywood with Alex Jones, so hopefully he can fit us in. I mean, he's, he's been on Alex Jones the last couple of days. I understand he's going to be three hours more on Sunday. So uh, we're going to talk, and that's what – you know, the subject is going to be basically a lot of what happened this week with the January 6th footage being uh, shown, especially it was basically one night. Monday was the significant night. And clearly somebody got to Tucker Carlson after that. And uh, we didn't get the rest of the explosive stuff. But still, it was pretty, pretty amazing stuff for the mainstream media. So anyway, welcome to the show, guys. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I guess, uh, Jason, start with you. What What do you what are your impressions of, first of all, Tucker Carlson showing the footage and then Alex Jones inviting our friend Gary McBride? It's been a big week for this. Um, I, I actually, I've been paying attention. I, I hear Tucker uh, on my way to PT. or is actually coming back from PT every morning. Um, and I catch him on a, on a radio app that's a day behind. So I've been keeping up with it. And my biggest thing isn't so much, I mean, I got some opinions about the his coverage, but what I really find interesting is the rest of the media's and, and politicians reaction to it. And, and my take on it is that that's by design. I think they allowed Tucker to report on what he's reporting to cause that confusion or that battle. And then I've really been paying attention to what's not being reported on this past week. And that's really what I find interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 so what, what are your thoughts, uh, angry tiger? Well, <clears throat> excuse me. You know, as usual, um, even Tucker Carlson, I've been watching him for keeping my eyeball on him for a while. He's kind of late, right? Yeah. I mean, for the power that they have there at Fox and the, and the influence he has, he's always anywhere from two months to a year behind Alex Jones on what he reports. And with this January 6th thing, this was an urgent thing when it happened. Right. And it, it's been urgent since because people don't know what it's like to languish away in a federal holding sure. facility or a federal jail, for that matter. It's not a pleasant experience. I can tell you that from personal experience, you know, uh, think of me what you will. But um, the, the whole point of, of the matter is I, I, I like what he's doing because he gets it into the mainstream. So, you know, take the win there. But but I, I still need to figure out, you know, 
his motives are are they're dubious at best. I don't know where where to go with that. You know, he's still got me guessing, but that's where we're at in this day and age. Everybody's guessing. Right. And, and, and I, and I understand you're, um, and I, I, most people disagree with me in the alt world because I, as I said, I watch too many Frank Capra movies, clearly there's no question about it. So there's, you know, everybody in my family that knows me thinks I'm the most negative person in the world. I mean, I used to carry the devil's dictionary around by Ambrose Spears around with me. And that's, that is, you know, the, the most, this is the guy that defined a year as a period of 365 disappointments. You know, this, this guy was the, the birth is the first and greatest of all di- disasters. So he had, he had so many, he was so cynical, but I, something about it resonated with me. So I've always thought of, I'm the most negative guy in the room, but in this world, I'm becoming the sunny optimist. And people tell me all the time, I get chided on Substack. Hey, come on, man. What are you talking about? What are you, what are you talking about? RFK Jr. running for president, you know, Tucker Carlson's, you know, this, what are you talking about? So I just look at it like uh, it, whatever it is, like people have talked about the shaman and everything. Okay. We can talk about him easily. He obviously could be a crisis actor. He could be, we don't know. He could be mentally disturbed, whatever, but that footage, yes, it came late. He's day late and a dollar short. There's no question about it, but it came and millions of people saw it and even though we don't know what the shaman is, still, whatever that guy is, he's the face of the so-called insurrection, and he's walking around. Every bit of his movements is recorded. He's walking around with cops the entire time. They're escorting him. They're clearly um, happy to be with him. They're trying to open locked doors for him. He's he's recorded saying a prayer to them for being so helpful in the Senate chamber. That's bombshell stuff to normies. You know, that are outside of our world. They they had, I don't think they had any idea. We did. We knew this was all bullshit from the very beginning. So I, I don't know. I don't know what Tucker Carlson's motives are, but certainly whatever they were, it it, it looks like they got to him because you know he he's, he was supposedly saving the more explosive stuff, the kind of stuff that Gary was showing, and maybe stuff Gary doesn't have. And I was really anxious to see that. But uh anyhow, so what are your thoughts, Six? Well, I've been one of those people on Substack uh, trying to talk you back into the light in the past, I believe, right, Don. Right, so it's, right. it's funny yeah. that we find ourselves almost in reverse roles on this subject. Yeah. And, 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 it's, not, and it's not that I'm, I'm being like really negative. Or I think I, I did have a listener comment on our Rumble stream today uh, because we talked about this subject earlier. We did a special about it and uh, talked a little bit with I watched Gary. A lot of your, I watched a lot of the show. Yeah, that was great. Awesome, man. Thank you. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the thing that uh, really catches me is, is that I have jumped into so many of the other stories that were covered about J6, uh, primarily the story of Roseanne Boylan, um, things like uh, Ronald Colton Maccabee, uh, who there was exculpatory evidence that Gary McBride had exposed to the public months ago. We covered that on the show. There was just so many different directions that this could have gone. And for me, seeing that Tucker Carlson was the one selected by Kevin McCarthy, which, you know, keep in mind, too, Tucker Carlson has been very critical of. Like he's brought up the uh, yeah. Yeah. somewhat um, really questionable relationship, I'd say, between Frank Luntz and yeah. uh, Kevin McCarthy, their living arrangement, yeah. uh, their bunk buddies. I'll just put it that way. But um, the. The idea that somebody is selected to be sort of the gatekeeper of this information um, really irks me. Uh, I am I don't believe in paywalls. Uh, you're a populist too, Don. So uh, when it, when it comes to that stuff, yeah. um, I don't believe in barriers to information. 
I think for me, like this, this is yet another walled garden that we're finding ourselves in. Like everything in the garden seems really beautiful. Everything seems really fresh to us, you know, because it's 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 a new space that on the map that we're getting accustomed to, uh, sort of like an RPG. Uh, but then you find out that there there are still demons lurking. That there are still things that are being hidden from us. There are there are bad actors at play here that are not touched upon. Even even the officers that surrounded Jacob Chansley, who you mentioned, the QAnon shaman, in your great Substack piece. Like even those officers, like if you had millions of dollars and you had ombudsmen, you had editors, you had producers, you had legal, you had everything and every opportunity and an entire staff to reach out to some of those officers to, to get one of their takes on why they escorted Chancellor around. Nothing. You know, it's just I, I think it's it, it, there's they're showing us what appears to be victories. And yes, they are somewhat. And it, it, it will awaken some folks as these things do. But you know, the term limited hangout comes to mind. <laughs> yeah. you know, for those that aren't familiar with that, maybe look, look into some of what those have been or might be. But, you know, I, I, want, I want nothing but good to come out of this story because I have, I have personally felt the emotional suffering uh, from going through these stories. The, the past mm -hmm. you know, several months with Gary sure. McBride, with our good friend Lisa Flanger, talking about it with you know people like yourself and the the other night when we had um our good friends here angry tiger and jason barker from knights of the storm on the, the the live broadcast we had gary mcbride chime in from the dc vigil i saw that and, it was very powerful stuff yeah and, and i was gonna say that man like there's very few things and we, we cover a lot of serious stuff on the show we joke around a lot on the show too but that was one of the more emotional moments for me yeah and anybody the show go out and check that echo it was great they were they they got they got them singing uh was it uh the national it, uh, anthem national anthem and uh gary was talking to uh nicole i, I forget her name but you're yeah, yeah her. nicole Reffitt, which is guy Reffitt's uh wife yes. yeah her, and, and this guy was they acknowledge he wasn't even in the capitol he's serving yeah. a seven-year sentence so i mean this is there's so many injustices and i i think that you know tucker's been criticized for um you know, and it seems like I'm a Tucker fanboy. I'm not, but although I do, I, I told people, I said, you know, if he, it, it's not out of the question that he would ask me on the show. His producer has survival of the riches. It might happen. I, there's people that I've had on my show that have been on his show, people I know, like Naomi Wolf, that's on there many times. It's not impossible. But if he does, I hope people don't think I'm that, you know, that means I've suddenly sold out. You know, I've taken the platform I, that they give me. And if he gives me that platform, hey. You know, I'll can, take, can it. I have take it and run with it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, okay, Ron Paul. Ron Paul, when he ran for president, he knew he wasn't going to win. I mean, we, he had a backup plan. I was a delegate, and their, their plan was to invade through delegates, right? Well, that, that, that yes. wasn't going to work, and it didn't yeah. work. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, he used that platform to get on national television and tell the American people how things worked a little bit. You know, how the yes. sausage was really made about yeah. the military. You never heard the military industrial complex or anything about the Federal Reserve or this this idea that we're, abs you know, we're, we're invading countries like an empire or blowback or any of that stuff. So if Don can get on Tucker Carlson and get some yeah. of his ideas out there to the mainstream media, you know, to the to the normies or the normal people out there, then they'll go see Don Jeffrey's show and they'll, right. they'll find Tony Arterburn. And they'll find David Knight and they'll find all this whole new world. 
And that's what we're trying to do, I think, each and every one of us. Exactly. And that's why it's it's, it's so heartening to see uh, Gary McBride show up on Alex Jones. And not only show up, but he's, you know, Alex is embracing him. I mean, if you want, I watched much of it today. I didn't see a lot of it, but, and I hope he, uh, one thing I, I wish Gary wouldn't do, I think he concentrates too much on this Fanone guy. It's a confusing story. I wish I was, I was hoping we'd see the Roseanne Boylan. I want to see that. And I th- hope that that's going to happen because he's supposedly coming back for three hours Sunday. So if any of you guys talk to Gary, please tell him to stress that because that's a big story. People understand it. This is another woman that was apparently beaten to death by a cop. And, uh, you know, it's very, you know, you hear Ashley Babbitt, but there's another person there. But we should all celebrate that because Gary getting that kind of platform. Now, as I understand it, he's maybe he won't go on Tucker even if he asks him or something. He's got because I guess he, they tried to tell Tucker last year. But I, I, I hope he I wish he'd reconsider. If Rachel Maddow asked me on, I go on there. I don't care what it is. I'll take any of these big platforms because, you know, I'm not going to ch- change my argument. And you have to have confidence enough in yourself that you can, you can make your points without being, you know, uh, uh, made to look like a fool or whatever. So I think we need to celebrate. And you're right. We all need, that's why, you know, you guys, I want to celebrate what you're doing because you, you came, it's not, I mean, some people take uh, Chris Graves, our friend who's out there and, and Chris, you know, he has the link. If he wants to jump on, that's fine. Especially if Gary doesn't show up, I just didn't want too, too many people here. And Chris has been on the show many times, but uh, Chris took to, podcasting like a duck to water and you guys are naturals at it too first time i listened to you you know you you guys are as good as i mean i've been on so many of these podcasts and radio shows and yours is or or, or all of yours are as good as any i've ever been on you're putting out great material so we have to support each other and i think that's the important thing is not and i i I just get disillusioned that so many in the alt world yeah you got people like me that i'm walking around the frank capra visions in my head and i'm expecting you know the end of meet john doe you know or where the, where the, the character actor james gleason goes there you go norton the people try and lick that you know that's that's indie still as a populist i know it's ridiculous but it's it's a part of me so i look at these things like that that you know maybe i look at somebody like tucker carlson and i compare him to pat buchanan pat buchanan had a very similar background to tucker carlson maybe even more so because he was a nixon guy you know young nixon guy Defended Nixon to the hill. It was a typical Republican, uh, supported the Vietnam War. But he had a, when he, for whatever reason, when he decided to run for president, he went up to New Hampshire and he met all those people, those blue collar workers that had been thrown out of work by the terrible trade deals and outsourcing. And it caused a sea change in him. He suddenly started talking about that all the time and then suddenly becomes the biggest anti war activist we've had. He's the only one I know that is, has been against every war. Uh, since the Gulf War. He's consistently been behind it. So he became a populist. And I that looks like it's what's happening with Tucker Carlson. The bow tie's gone. Uh, I, I don't think he'll have Gerald Posner on anymore to, to say Oswald did it because he said the CIA did it. He's He hasn't got to 9-11 yet. But I, I, I compare what he did with the footage to, yes, it's years late. I mean, I, you know, when he said the CIA killed Kennedy, people were saying, oh, yeah, you know, I said, look, I was saying that in 1975. I know. I understand it's decades late, but still, he's the only one that said it. I don't know what his motives are, but by him saying it, it does open people's minds. Because, you know, it doesn't matter how well, how eloquent we are on these shows. If we were on Fox News doing the exact same stuff, hey, you know, people would say, hey, wow, they're making and we would wake up a lot more people. 
So anyhow, that's my thing. So I, I don't go, go ahead. Just you guys just chime in when you want. Yeah, I guess let me hop in. So um, what I was go back to what I was talking about. Like I think Tucker's reporting on this because he's being allowed to. But yep. I mean, there's some good things that are coming out of it. And I'll talk about that in a sec. But I don't know if people are, are aware, but since this has been going on, we've had more baby food um, issues. We've got CBDC and executive order come out, uh, laying out the groundwork for that. We've got Trump talking 15 minute cities. Um, we got the the poison in the Ohio River coming down, going to hit the Mississippi. I covered all this on the on, on my show yesterday. Um, these are the things. This is why I think Tucker is being allowed to report on it uh, to hide those things, because now we have this big uh, boxing match, like a tag team wrestling match going on, you know, between Chuck Schumer coming out and, you know, and talking bad about Tucker. But on the good note is sometimes when people do that, they don't realize they shoot themselves in the foot. So now. Tucker has been allowed to expose, especially the lies of the media that uh, especially with the the, uh, the policeman that supposedly died and stuff. I mean, they've given him an open ticket. If it is, in fact, them allowing him to report, he's able to put it out there. So this just re, uh, reaffirms to people they, what they've already known, especially with the vaccines and, and stuff like that, that they've been lied to. Now, when that comes down to a legal thing, we're talking about the people who already had pled out and they're sitting rotting in jail right now, serving their sentence. If I were a judge and, and I saw that the evidence was manipulated um, to get a certain outcome, kind of like if you're on a jury, right? You're not allowed to uh, watch the news and things like that. You're supposed to remain impartial. But this was something that that no lawyer, no judge, no jury, no anybody could escape. The the amount of um, bombardment that we had with you know the insurrection violent insurrection, you know, don't believe your lying eyes. You know, it's, it, it wasn't peaceful at all. No, the, the, what was peaceful was the stuff that happened when they're burning courthouses during the summer of love, right? That just don't believe your lying eyes. This was actually, I'm going to show you the selected videos to show you how violent it was. Now, for those that are already sitting in jail, if I were the judge, I would say, hey, this is a mistrial. You need to release some people immediately. We'll, we'll put them back in, in court give them a speedy trial, but now yeah. let's do it with the proper evidence because, you know, a, a, a prosecution attorney is not going to show this exculpatory evidence, but the fact is they tried to hide it. That's where it's illegal. And, and that's, that's my thoughts. Why I see good coming out of what Tucker's doing is just to show the, the flat out lies of the media. And that affected these people's lives. Some people have lost their marriage. They've lost their home. They've lost their jobs. And I mean, the rest of their life is ruined. And, so I think it's good what he's doing. However, I think, like I said, I think the whole thing came out now because it's convenient to come out now because uh, there's a lot of stuff. You always got to look at what's rolling through the back door when you're the magician saying, focus over here. I always look over here right, to see what's going on. So that's that's kind of my take on it. Well, there's I well, what you, yeah, go ahead, chime in. Andrew Tiger or six, go ahead. Well, I, if I may, about uh, I understand about the Fanon deal because it, it can be such a confusing story. And I think that uh, w one of the pleasures of being able to work with somebody like Gary is being able to help him sort of put these stories in, into uh, a more digestible form uh, because there is there is a lot of details to that. So just if I may rather quickly for the audience, Michael Fanon was a Capitol Police officer who claimed that he was uh, tasered beaten by uh, protesters. Uh, the media and the January 6th panel uh, both showed uh, pictures of an officer down in the middle of a crowd at, at January 6th. That was not him. So they misattributed a, an entire picture, a completely different officer 
of whom they never really brought up to the stand. They didn't invite to the Super Bowl. But Fanon got Super Bowl tickets. He, he got all kinds of commitments. Um, he got hand signals from people in Congress. That's kind of odd. Um, maybe talk about that at a later date, working on some stuff there about that. But uh, you know, if you look at Fanon's in claimed injuries and what he sustained, the, the reasons why he claims that he uh, left the police force, none of it really adds up. And I think the reason why Gary is harping on that, because that was used so much by the January 6th panel. Um, so he was talking about that months ago while that was still ongoing. But then also, if you look at it this way, too, that Fanon is still alive to reap the benefits of doing the job, whereas somebody like Sicknick isn't around. You know, and, and, and anyone that goes after you know, Sicknick for anything or being involved in anything is going to be papooed because he's no longer with us and you're, you're, you're causing harm to his family or whatever you know, the people could claim there. So uh, I think that that's why there's such a focus on Fanon because he's, he's, he's been unrepentant for the, the lies that he's told, and it's been propped up by so many people in power. But I'll, I'll let uh, Angry Tiger chime in with stuff here. Yeah, you know, as I'm listening to you guys discuss the January 6th thing, you know, I I always looked at it as it's 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 an attack on half of the country's belief system and in their eyes. So if you're looking at a division uh, operation, which I think what they've done is it, the Black Lives Matter didn't go fast enough. The, there's not enough populace to be against each other with, uh, you know, a small group like Black Lives Matter, you know, riling things up and, you know, with the, with the riots in the cities. So this January 6th thing, I you know, this is just my humble opinion, too. This was like I seen Lisa Bellinger's comment, PSYOP. And that's, you know, it was a PSYOP from the beginning. The, the, I think they, these people were led down there. Like, you know, they, they, somebody was playing the flute. I'm not going to, I'm not going to disparage anybody on the, on Don's show, but somebody was playing the flute more than one person. They led those people down there. A lot of those people had good intentions. I don't know what they thought they were going to do. That's the one thing I don't understand. I can't put myself in their head. I, I just wouldn't put myself into the jaws of the lion, you know, want to live to fight another day. Nonetheless, um, and so what What did that do? The right, you know, half the country, basically, in the eyes of the aggregate, okay, the whole country looking on, half the country, all, all, all the right, tried to have an insurrection. That's how it was reported to them, yeah. right? And now, you, so you have half of the country who's not Republican or not conservative, not news, you know, a, a, suave at all, can't, can't, you know, navigate all this stuff. They just come home, drink a six-pack or whatever, and and watch the, the nightly news, and that's where, where they get their information, they think that the Republican Party, they're a bunch of crazy people now. And now the Republican Party, the other half of the country, the other thing this does, we're under attack. We're Now it's, it's you know, look, it's the left attacking us. It's the de more division between the Republicans and the Democrats. And that kind of stuff drives me nuts because it's a, a gigantic psychological operation keeping this going on while inflation in CBDC are coming inflation is raging and and i have a yeah. feeling they knew this was coming and people don't understand why there's inflation and heaven forbid anybody start talking about the federal reserve printing too much money or any of that getting out into the mainstream media we got to keep this this division going that's just my kind of take on it uh, angry tiger, well, tiger look what happened to the banks today man look what happened yeah. with wells fargo and all, all these yeah. other yeah. uh big banks and tied in with uh the silicon valley bank 
We but need digitized currency to save us. That's a well. You know, at least two people are watching Australia. Australian Ben and William Hale. Good to see you from the land down under. You're hanging by your feet, as the flat earthers used to say. You're hanging from the bottom of your feet down there. So hang on tight. Uh, Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> that's right. Put another shrimp on the Barbie. But yeah, you're. I mean, obviously, Angry Tiger is right about the the division, and this is a distraction. But you know, it's we're so part we're partisan on really stupid stuff but it, we just americans have no sense of justice and least i know can relate to this and why i may one day write a book about the the injustice system because there's just so much and so this really the january 6th thing is not out of the ordinary like seeing that the shaman guy if that's whatever he is you know let's assume he's just you know a mental case and he put a buffalo hat on his head and, and you know they decided to make him the face of it because he looked like the nut they wanted to frame this as that's how they wanted to frame it so but there are lots of people in prison now who who are sentenced for things like that things they didn't do he clearly didn't do anything i mean it's all filmed and, and because of the defense donald that, that's yes. what i'd say too like yes. our friend lisa would definitely chime yes. in and say because of the defense not just because of the state of the prosecution or the evidence that was presented yes. or exculpatory yes. evidence that wasn't presented it's because of the lack of due diligence of the defense counsel yeah over and, and over you, again i think in hidden history or survival the riches i wrote uh, you know that the average the average because most of these people can't afford real attorneys uh so they get you know, a, um, a public defender. And I know some public defenders are good, but the average public defender spends less than five minutes with their client. And you don't get to, if you say I didn't do it, they don't care. They're going to work out the best deal for you. And that's why Tucker had, I guess, um, the shaman's new attorney on along with his mother the other night, last night, I think. And uh, they were bad mouthing his first attorney and said he did just that where he, he worked. Uh, he just made him sign a deal and said, this is the best we can do. And it, they weren't, but that, but that's what most of these guys do. And it goes back to uh, Death House Riley. They call this guy Death House Riley because he uh, he defended Bruno Richard Halpin when he was framed for the Lindbergh baby kidnapping, which he had. Absolutely, I mean, they 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 uh, completely uh, doctored his time card. Every, I mean, that came out fifty years later, or whatever. But they executed him. So they've been doing that. Go down to the boss, surviving Boston bomber. I had a guest on my show a couple of weeks ago. He's done a lot of work on that. Uh, the Sarnef guy, who again, they just they gave him a lawyer, the same lawyer that I think uh, defended the Batman, alleged Batman guy in the Aurora slang, and uh, uh, what was the other one? A couple other high profile. She's basically trotted out to defend these high profile people, and she always they always get convicted. She doesn't even try to defend them. In fact, in her opening argument for the Boston bombing trial, she said, "Yeah, my client did it." So, I mean, I don't know what kind of defense that is because originally he claimed he didn't do it. He, he didn't do it. You know, the evidence shows that. So the, system, the legal system is awful. So this is nothing. It's just the the extent of it where all these people and just the fact that it's so most of these things happen. And I've had people on my show. I had a woman whose uh, son was framed and uh, I can't remember the state. It, it's all over the place. But I try to you know focus on local corruption. It's happening everywhere. People are being framed. People are being imprisoned by Corrupt local cops, corrupt local sheriffs, corrupt local media, corrupt. Graves local says judge. Judy Clark, Don. Judy Clark, sorry, yes. Uh, uh, yeah, well, you, yeah, you know Chris Gra Chris Graves will have the name. Oh, there's oh there's Chris Graves. Let's bring him in. Let's bring Chris in. Chris is Johnny on the spot again. Ladies and gentlemen, the Hall of Fame researcher Chris Graves. Judy Clark, she uh the only person that the Unabomber ever fired. Okay, Unabomber, yeah, that was it. Yeah. So he <laughs> She did a bang up job on her cases, didn't she? So she's got a great yeah, her track. Whole thing, her whole thing seems to be uh, to just save the people, the patsies, from uh, getting the chair. 
or the uh, lethal injection. That seems to be her whole motive. John Lawler said he wants to be on the show. I'm, I'm sorry, little John. Especially as much as you're the only guy that ever likes my shirts. For some reason, John always comments on my shirts. I don't know if you're being sarcastic, what, but I, I appreciate it. Of course, I'd love to have you on the show. And I'm, I'm sorry, I should have thought of you. I can, I, you know, I can only have so many. I'm amazed this minute. My connection must be a lot better because it's it's. Uh, it's can I just dang. mention two things and then I'll shut my mouth? For uh, the rest of course, of the show. please do, please. Okay, January sixth, in my estimation, was. Uh, a successful operation in that it got everyone scared from uh, ever really protesting anything ever again, which is their right uh, peacefully. And the other thing was, I want to see Gary find the footage of the other uh, suicides, the other Capitol Police suicides. I want to know what they were doing that day, too, because we're sick yeah. now and we see that footage. Uh, that tells me a different story with that. So I want to yeah. know about the other four officers well and that's and that's that's a great point and again it, it shows how again we want to call it a limited hangout or whatever whatever reason tucker it was explosive footage on monday but he he didn't take the extra for instance the sickness footage was incredible to me and that that hasn't been uh really talked about as much as uh the shaman footage because here you had, we talked about the, the cops waving the uh, people inside here you had Sicknick waving the people deeper into the Capitol. They're walking right past him. He's wa happily waving them in. And for whatever reason, Tucker never commented that he was waving. I said, that's what he's, you know, why aren't you saying he's waving the people in that to me, when I'm watching the, the film, that's the, the, uh, the impression I get. Wow. Okay. Yeah. He's alive. He wasn't hit in the head, but we knew that. Why is he waving it in? And I wish he had constant, and maybe he was going to do that later in the, but uh, the, if more emphasis had been placed, especially in, com in conjunction with what we saw about the cops uh, walking happily around and trying to open doors for the shaman, if yep. you showed clear footage of all those cops that were waving people inside from the outside, opening the doors, there was no breach, and showing that you know, people are walking in because the cops waved them in, that's what would have been groundbreaking because that should well, be the emphasis. And it makes it curious, sir, how he died of a stroke the very next day, huh? Yeah, yes, absolutely. Along so, with the four other suicides, that uh, you know, what are the odds of that? Talking about how they were waved in, and, and this is my my take on the whole charges in general. Um, the difference between manslaughter and murder is intent, and it, and clearly these people went down there. They didn't have an intent. They didn't have a plan. There was no nothing to execute. They were kind of just walking around confused, and and then they were waved in. So how they can even come up with an insurrection charge, trespassing, maybe uh, vandalism, maybe, but insurrection like, OK, who planned it? Who was your general? Who were your, your officers who they, they have no no proof of that? And and they should. have. OK, there's a lot of things that could have been done. Number one, stop the steal money could have went to get lawyers. Trump could have pardoned them. I agree with with Angry Tiger on this. I think this was allowed to play out this long and now it's being covered because they've they've basically turned half of the country against other ha the half of the country. Yes. Now we're fighting. This is that asymmetrical warfare I'm always talking about. They have us fighting. And meanwhile, now that now it's big in the media again, um, to me, it's an open and shut case. These people need to be let go unless they damage something or assaulted somebody. Charge them with that. You have the footage, but there is no insurrection because there was no leader. There was no planning. There was no plan. They were waved in. You know, so could you even get them with trespassing where they asked to leave? I mean, the law, the law states, if I walk into a, a shop, any kind of store or a restaurant or whatever, and, and I'm carrying a concealed weapon, okay, 
um, even if they don't allow concealed weapon in that facility, all they can do is ask me to leave. If I don't leave, all they can do is charge me with trespassing. But they have to ask Jason, me to even the people that broke in, Jason, were allowed to break in. That's why Gary calls yes. it the allowed break in, because you can see the quote unquote rioters jumping through a window. And then you see just a whole bunch of cops just standing around like it's, you know, like they're having a smoke, just, you know, shooting the shit. <laughs> yeah. And, that, and that's why I was I was talking about, you know, they shouldn't be charged with this, but it's happening now. It's being covered now. Like Angry Tiger said, they need us fighting against each other because look yeah. at what's going on. that's not being reported on right now. So this is a big smoke screen, a big distraction. I feel bad for the people and the truth needs to come out. I'm glad Tucker's doing it, um, but it's a, a little too late at this point. Um, yeah. It still needs to be covered. It just it just really irritates me or like Tiger would say, it, it ruffles the tail of the tiger <laughs> that these people have been allowed to suffer so long and yeah, absolutely you know anyway but, I'll, but I'll I, I, well no i i think again if it's if we because i do all of that i agree with everything you guys are saying yes it, it has been way too long i do wish is uh rescue dog 66 is saying victoria white the woman in the pink beret there's lots of things that should be concentrated but understand what little reporting has been done in the mainstream media on this has been by tucker carlson little bits and pieces. He interviewed a few of these people, a few of the prisoners' relatives. He's done that already. Uh, and that, But this was, the big picture is, for the first time, millions of people, I don't know, because I don't know how many, Tucker Carlson's audience, I don't know how much of it is awake to any appreciable degree. They're probably mostly Trump fans. They probably still think, you know, most of them, I'm sure, think there was voter fraud in 2020. But beyond that, I don't know. And most of them have understood that the January 6th thing was was ridiculous. But I doubt very many of them had studied it seriously enough to see just the video that so convincingly shows that they were obviously were lying. And then watch, look at the reaction was just as important. And again, I don't know how many of these people are actors, Chucky e. Schumer and Mitch McConnell and all these people, but they responded in a way is that and, and the media to call him a liar, to say this is lies and all, everybody in the press demanding it. Why is he showing it? And this, this, it just, it brings out, again, I think it's kind of like what Trump inadvertently did. Trump inadvertently brought a lot of this out. He brought the roaches out in the light with his stupid antics. And this has brought them out again so people can see, and I hope more and more people are seeing that, look, you have a press that's not only state controlled, but absolutely doesn't believe in disclosure at all, that wants to well, And Chucky no. Schumer, the same guy that warned Trump about the, the intelligence agencies yeah. having six yeah. ways to Sunday to come after you, that guy. It's yes. no wonder that he's out there claim, exclaiming lies, but proves nothing. You know, what's funny is to me about Schumer there is that you have the full press around you that'll gobble up anything that you serve them and you show no details. Like, it's easy to disprove a lie, isn't it? You just, mm -hmm. you just show where they're lying. Not once in any of his little speeches that he's given so far has he pointed to any such evidence that Tucker has presented and then presented counter evidence to that proving a lie. Now, if he could do that, he'd ruin Tucker, wouldn't he? Tucker yeah. would be the next Dan Blather. <laughs> you know, yes. He'd have to retire and he'd be on a golf course with Dan. It'd be like if they showed the footage of uh, what, what hit the Pentagon on 9-11, but instead of focusing on what's in the footage, we are chastising the guy who leaked it out. Yes, and that and that's what they would do. This is this is their this this is not this. They're reacting the way they they're acting just like they would because this is I, I can't tell you how big this is. JFK 9/11, January 6th. 
and January 6th is most recent. So it's the most important. If you can, and, and so many people are suffering because they're in That's prison. a Kamala Harris speech. That was one of the Kamala Harris speeches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Kamala, Ma- you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Must have, she could have gone back to uh, the Lusitania, too. She wanted to name other false flags. Yeah, <laughs> she could have kept think, rolling there, right? I doubt if Kamala has heard the Lusitania or remember the main or... Uh, she doesn't like know any. She doesn't, she doesn't know, know Gulf of Tonkin, you know. JFK, who's that? Yeah, yeah, who is that? He was our greatest president. Yeah, yeah. It's this is the kind of stuff, though. So, for the people who in in our community who are in the know a little bit, this is the kind of stuff, though, that sends your head into like a, you know a tizzy. So, you know, you could look at this and say, well, you know, Tucker Carlson is just part of the controlled, you know, opposition opposition. And you could go on and on with it, you know, and, yes. and here's the thing. I've even, I've been in your comments, Don, you know, watching your show, Don's a, Don's a shill for the JFK oh, and yeah. the Jews. Oh, and, yeah. well, okay. Oh, well, I, I guess Jason time, Barker, yeah. he's a shill for the military. Yeah. I'm a shill for the Pope or the Roman Catholic church. Chris Graves. I don't know. He's a shill for Jabba the Hutt. You know, yeah. number six could be a shill for the British, you know, the British royalty. Cause he likes he's the, the Hutt. You know, yeah. and that's the problem. We have to be very careful. Yes. With what you know, how far away we go from what's actually in our face. I was I was right. talking on my show the other day. You got three people attacking you. Who do you deal with first? Well, you deal with the most intimate threat, threat, the one that's coming that's right at you and is about to hurt you. You know, and and I you know the January sixth thing, like you say, it's important, and we need to get these people to wake up a little bit. But who are we waking up? People that I already know. How far is that information going into? you know, the American public's ear, how many people are actually hearing it, you know, and how many of those people are hearing it are already have been programmed that Tucker Carlson and Republicans and conservatives and libertarians are all nut jobs and they want to overthrow the country. You know, it's it. And then one more thing, the people in the January 6th thing, guys, you need to remember this, the federal court system. When I was running through the, the, the law library, they had a 98% conviction rate. So as soon as you're indicted, you're in a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of trouble because these are people that have a 98% conviction rate. What does that mean? 98% of the people they indict get convicted. So you're already in an uphill battle. And then you throw these, you know, nonsense lawyers in that got their bows of the clown shoes on, you know, in there, and they're not going to help anybody. And these people are languishing, you know, over, it seems like, it, you know, it was a trap to begin with. And it's all, uh, again, sending my head into a tizzy. You know, it's just, it, it's a shame we're at this point. My master, C- Prince Charles, would have helped them. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. You know, I, I do want to point something out about um, the mainstream media. See, see, the truth doesn't have to convince people. The truth is the truth. And, and people will see it for the truth. Anytime somebody is hammering the narrative over and over and over again, it's because there's something wrong with the narrative and they have to convince you that the lie is the truth. And, and I've been seeing this, like if, if Tucker was coming on and he was exposing this and he was completely wrong, I think it was six or somebody said it, that all they got to do is just show, show you, uh, show us where he's wrong, but no, they got to scream and kick like a, like a ranting child that no, that's not what happened. Well, show me, you know, but th- they keep doing it. Like if, if I was trying to teach, you know, a, a small child that two plus two equals four and, and, you know, that's easy. I can show them two plus two equals four, but how hard is it for me to teach them that two plus two equals five when they only see four jelly beans, 
if I convince them, screen it long enough, maybe I can convince them. That's what that movie was about, 1984, right? Two plus two well, equals five. And, and we we're at that with Common Core Math. Now we've actually read that statement. Another great thing, or or somebody, if you haven't read 1984, read it now again, folks, because it's it's like uh, it, it's you know it, it was so such predictive program. You talk about predictive program, Orwell saw everything and that actually it's worse than what he saw but one of another one of his great quotes in there was that uh and this really applies to this video and that is that the uh the the f most important and final command of the party was that you don't trust your eyes and your ears and that's what he said and that's what's happening now you know who are you gonna i mean we, we used to all make fun of it you know when i when i was young and one of the sayings was like the uh you know the parents and bosses and say something who are you going to trust me or your lying eyes and that's what you see. I mean, what this is akin to when they're looking at this video and still maintaining that this is a violent insurrection, it's like you 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 come and you have clear security cam footage of your spouse cheating on you. There's no quite you take the entire act. So there's no clear, and yet they're gonna get mad at you for lying and claiming, you know, that you're the, and that's exactly what this is like. This is clear-cut footage that Whatever was happening, what they said happened is not happening. And what if you watched uh, Alex Jones today with Gary, yep. Gary's footage on there and the, the red smoke signal that came up. I'm not sure what that means. Ray Epps crazy moves. Uh, clearly, just watching that guy alone, there's so much there. How anybody can sit there and really, you know, this has been a real investigation. What do you do? The first thing you do if you look at that footage, you you've identify all those police officers that were walking around with the shaman. And you identify every police officer that can be seen in, vo in video footage waving people inside the Capitol. And then you put the chief of police, who, by the way, is one of the people that's incensed at Tucker for lying and showing this. Yeah, because it shows your men in a pretty bad light. And you question them, right? And that who they should be growing is like, wait, what's explain what's happening here? You know, this is this this guy's walking around with a buffalo head. He looks, you know, like a, a, just your, your your nightmare. Of a, of a you know of a MAGA voter, he's walking around. What are your police officers doing trying to open doors for him exactly? But they didn't do that, did they? Instead, they uh, they lauded Ray Epps when they had him there. You yeah, had a comment. Other in footage your Gary had where you heard overheard the cops say that the uh, the government set them up because they were under understaffed and everything. You remember that, guys, at all from earlier? Oh, no, I remember that. Yeah, the, the, it actually made some national press. I think Tucker was part of that, too, that uh, they, they showed a D.C. Uh, police officer saying that this was a setup that uh, 88 it's like something That's like 86. He, he referenced some sort of number. Uh, wasn't me. Promise. Um, I was in my flying car. I was in my flying Trump car. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because that's what I loved about that segment, too, that they broke from the important January 6th news to give us yeah. a Trump futurist update, like Trump is Ray Kurzweil all of a sudden. <laughs> and he, he's just, you know, he, he's probably a Google fellow as well, uh, you know, but he promised that was number two bullet point was the flying cars. So, but Chris Graves and I are still waiting our, on our flying skateboards. I, you know, I, I, I guys... I'm older than you. I watched the Jetsons when I was a kid. I was so looking forward to that future to have my little flying bubble car. Hey, I mean, well, I, I, I Jetsons wanted... aside, Don, you can you agree with us. Marty McFly, Back to the Future Part Two, 1989. Where's our hoverboards? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No. Not. I mean, well, you can go back even to 
the World's Fair, all the World's Fairs they had. If you look at the vision of the future, I mean, uh, Tomorrowland. Yeah. yeah, tomorrow. I mean, it was so. I mean, there were so many cool things happening, and and just look at this third world monstrosity uh, that we have out there. I mean, Digitized money. Yeah, that was the future. Yay. Yeah. No, um, we didn't want, but but you're right. That's probably what's, and I think that's the. That's the most important thing, you know, that's going to impact all of us. And I am worried about, the, you know, the, the stock market's been going up and down. It always looks like it's finally going to crash, but it had a bad week. And uh, combined with Janet Yellen getting involved and talking about, oh, you know, there's 10 banks we're concerned about or something. Uh, well, I we just know. need more wars, right? Because every war is yeah. a banker's war. <laughs> right. Right, well, gentlemen? Yeah, that, you know? yeah, get Ukraine's my... next payment. <laughs> hey, Chris, I got some inside intel for you. I hear they're going to have hoverboards in Trump's freedom cities. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, I'm there, and they can, they can go at least 15 minutes away. The, the, well, yeah, the bond market, guys, is inverted right now. There's an inverted yield curve. That's not good. You know, that, that was yesterday, the last time I looked. Yeah. The 10-year yield is, is higher than it should be, and it's fluctuating. When that stuff happens, guys, nothing good is going on the feds the feds doing heavy action they're buying they're getting their companies to buy they're injecting money into the market so don the market's being propped up and you know this by you know yes. a, a bunch of artificial money of just I, I i reported it last week they just injected a you know a trillion dollars from january until into february to keep the market going the fed they yeah. just printed up here we go a trillion dollars no no big deal. Too. Well, they how keep close, it. Under. How close are we to bail-ins? Because that's the scariest. Because I've seen videos of other countries, people going into the bank with weapons to get their money out. Well, they're scared of that, Chris, because the FDIC. It I, I, there's a video leak reported a shortfall. They're they're covering nine trillion dollars of depositories with with uh, what was it, 120 billion. So, you know, it's going to be bank run. Yeah, bail in. You're right about that. Yeah, uh, that, 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 that's the, the people. Ought to, and I, I'm sure everybody in the audience knows what this digitalized currency is. But if and they're going to couple it, if it comes, they're going to couple it with a, a, a Chinese style social credit score. All of us are out of luck. Every one of us on this show and pretty much everybody listening is is going to be out of luck. And it just because, I mean, it's going to especially somebody like me, I have, you know, I have six books out there. I've got three more coming out this year. I have all this sub stack, my blog, all the things, all the interviews I've done in the past. I have a tracker going back many years that they can look at and say, gosh, this guy's got the lowest social credit score we've ever tabulated. I mean, there's, I can't walk it back and I wouldn't anyhow, but what are you going to do if it gets to that point where, okay, you either retract what you said or you're not able to eat this month. You're not able, you're not going to have shelter because you can't make your mortgage payment. So it's, it's very scary, but don't think anybody's going to stop it. I don't, do you, I don't see is the freedom caucus arguing against it. And I Congress, I, I don't, who's, who's arguing against it publicly. I don't know. Well, Marjorie Taylor green or Marjorie Taylor green, as I'm going to call her from now on is uh, advocating for uh, putting Antifa on the domestic terrorist list and expanding <laughs> <laughs> who gets to be called a domestic terrorist? And this is another thing we talk about, how yeah. you know, we, we celebrate these little moral victories on our quote-unquote sides. But really, yeah. it's our fellow Americans and anyone that could be guilted by association into being an Antifa uh, so, you know, supporter or uh, an Antifa sympathizer or anything like that. That's a stupid you know? party. That's a stupid party. And that, and that it plays into what the, what they're, what the stupid party is doing now. And I, I, 
there's nothing I can do about it because I, I see it everywhere. Alex Jones is talking about. They're all talking about this, uh, the Wuhan, the leap from the lab and the leak from the lab in Wuhan, and how everybody's pretty much admitting it. That's where COVID came from. Well, when people read my book, which is coming out very soon, Masking the Truth, they'll see that uh, this is all a smokescreen. COVID-19 has never been proven to exist. It's never been isolated. The CDC tells us that. I've got documents, the Freedom of Information Act from people. Uh, yes, they tell Rivers people about- Postulates, folks. Look up Rivers Postulates. That's the that's like the tests that they use to prove that a virus is a virus. All right. Yeah. And so what, what, they don't have anything on COVID-19. No, they they have anything. They, they lied about the deaths. And if this was a dangerous virus that came from China, it was at least to it. Then why didn't our leaders ever take it seriously? Why did they ever close the border? Wouldn't that be the first thing you do? Never. They didn't test people coming into the country and they were Why caught- could they never find anything in nature? You'd think that something yeah. so easily that jumped from bat to human and then from human right. to human, which is, you know, years and years of uh, some type of process, whether you want to call it evolutionary or not, or believe in that. Right. But, we're talking, you know, but yeah. th- why can't they find it in the wild anywhere? You'd figure it'd be a, a bat coffin somewhere. It's hiding. It's hiding with the evolution bones, dude. Right? Yeah. All the all the <laughs> bones right. that are missing from the dinosaurs to now till now. Right. That's where the COVID nineteen plaster of plaster of Paris, baby. That's what the COVID, they're, they're built COVID nineteen. COVID nineteen's hanging out with the boogeyman, Bigfoot, and you know, uh, and, and terrorists. It's 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 hanging out with the other boogeymen that we need to keep us in constant fear. That's yeah. where they get all the bone broth for AJ's uh, store. The FDA admitted, and again, I'll have this all in, in, in my book, the FDA admitted to, again, during Freedom Information Act requests, they, they admitted that uh, during the trials for this PCR test, that, they, that no COVID-19 isolates were available. And the CDC said the same thing. They're never available because they don't exist. They can't prove it exists. So they had to simulate COVID-19 by using... Uh, discards from the regular coronavirus. So that's what they base this on. This this is a giant joke. And I just get so pissed off that the, the stupid party, that's the distraction now. Wuhan, so they can blame China, 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 which is their version of Russia, Russia, Russia. This is not China. China's not a good place. And there's bad things going in those gain of function. These are Dr. Frankensteins. They're trying to recreate the, the 1918 flu and they're creating uh, mice-human hybrids. They're doing awful things. But they didn't create some kind of super virus and let it out because if they did, no one ever took it seriously. And they had no reason to lie about the deaths, which they did for the first year repeatedly. You know, this was a why were they saying, you know, people that fell off a roof or whatever, gunshot yeah. things were, and they did. And I'll have all that in the book. So I remember collecting all those in yeah, motorcycle accidents. Yes, he, yeah. he died of COVID. He, yeah. This guy was beheaded with an axe. <laughs> the the bioweapon is the vaccine. That's what people need to understand. Yes. And they don't want to go. And of course, certainly all the Trump voters don't because Trump is still claiming credit for the vaccine. So, you warp know, speed, warp speed. You know, they don't talk about enough, but your your friend Jeff Rentz does all the time. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's shedding because I think that was the way to get all the unvaxxed vaxxed in a way. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's, again, I don't even. Maybe that's true. I don't know. And I still, you know, I'm skeptical. Doesn't even he wear a mask, but for the shedding? Yes, 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 he does. Yeah. So I have to be careful when I'm doing my usual anti-mask thing on there. I, you know, he he gets upset if I talk about it too much. So you really should wear one too. No, I'm not. I'm not going to. I, I don't. I can't think of anything. It just what has that done psychologically to society? 
you know, mask yeah, I, does. I've got a story for you, Don. Physically. Yeah, go for it. So, go. so I was uh, going to physical therapy about a month or two ago for my back, you know, and um, this lady was in there and she had a little girl about two years old and uh, it's pretty smart for a little two year old, but uh, they, they didn't require the masks anymore. So we go in there, we're sitting in the, in the waiting room there and this uh, older gentleman comes in and he smiles at the little girl and you know, she's a cute girl and he smiles and says, hi. And she, she could talk already. She's pretty two and a half or so, but she could talk already. She looked up at her mom freaking out. She's like, why did he say hi to me? Or why, why did he wave or whatever? You know, you can understand what she's saying. And the lady looks at me and she says, you could tell we're growing up. Uh, these kids have grown up in a COVID world because she wasn't used to seeing people smile and it freaked her out. Now, yeah. after a few weeks, the little girl kind of came to and she would smile and wave and stuff like that. But just uh, when the masks first came off to see how kids were acting, those little kids that grew up, it's all they knew since they can remember is masking. It kind of freaked them out. And I, you know, I got that myself. Like uh, when I first got out of the military, my first time in, it took me months and months to like not reach for my hat when I walked out of the store. Cause you know, when, or when we go into a building in the military, you take your hat off. When you go outside, you got to have your hat on. So it was just, nature to be reaching up to put my hat on or take it off. And now I'm in civilian clothes, like, Oh God, where's my hat? It, it like really psychologically gets to you. And I still, to this day, when I get out of my truck and I'm walking to go wherever I'm like, Oh, did I bring my mask? And oh, that's right. It's not a thing anymore. Yeah. So I, I think it's messed with all of us, but more importantly, the children that grew up in this, they got to unlearn everything they've learned in the most impressionable time in their life. So that was and trauma, story. traumatic. In, in, like traumatic injury, not not a traumatic physical injury, but a traumatic societal injury to children. Yes, yes. Like not being able to recognize facial expressions, to pick up cues in speech, to see people smiling. Um, that's all one thing. But also imagine being a young child and not being able to breathe in one of those things and sitting in a classroom. Yeah. I can imagine somebody like you know me and Chris Graves sitting together in the back of a classroom, getting in trouble because we can't breathe in our masks. We want to talk, but we can't. The masks are covered in bacteria and we're, we're forced to wear them for eight hours, you know, even out in the hot sun, you know, during recess or something like that. I'd be in permanent in school detention. The virus. You're going to have a, like probably 90 percent of the population is going to be incels within five years. Thanks to thanks to the, the lock. Yeah, they already are. But that but really the, with, the, with the lockdown and the trans nonsense, all this stuff is kind of coming together. And it's just oh, it's, social uh, skills now. Everything's on oh. the phone. Yeah. yeah, it's. I wonder if those uh, after-school junior high fights like went down in number because people were scared they get sick from each other. You know, I yeah, I don't I don't know. They they still or have... if they did, everyone no one would break it up and they just film it and put it on YouTube. Well, I, yeah. I don't know how many well, guys' heads bashed in. I don't know how many boys fight anymore. I know would amaze yeah. me when when my son was in high school and they, that they was, fight. That was a while back, maybe um, fifteen years ago, or whatever. Yeah, that's and. He would tell me about um, these fights between girls, oh, and I, again, they were real fights. And again, I, I just went back to my own youth, and I remember it would have been unthinkable that any high school girl would have fought another high school girl. I mean, so it would never. I mean, if that happened, they would be shunned by everybody right. because they would say, "You know, God, what the hell's wrong with her? She's a girl getting in a fight." But now, apparently, at least at that time, it seemed like more girls were even fighting the boys, and of course, the boys were. He said egging them on like the girls used to egg the boys on. So it's, it's you know, it's just a mixed up, muddled up world, like the Kinks said with uh, Lola. That should be the new theme song now. Lola, if you haven't heard the song Lola, 
Hello, LA Lola. That's America now. <laughs> Ray Davies was awesome. Ray Davies was super cool and a huge yeah. influence on Pete Townsend, too. Pete Townsend had interesting taste in art, though. Let's remember that. Yeah, well, Pete, Pete, yeah. Pete Townsend was doing uh, re, he, he and Pee Wee Herman both got away with that. That's the average person, the average person that gets uh, done many, many people. Yeah, yeah. If, if you, if you, if you, the average person gets caught with a lot of child pornography on your computer, yeah. you're not usually going to be able to say, Well, I was doing research. But you oh, it was that kitsch. That's what they called it. They called it kitsch. Oh, <laughs> and also, law, law enforcement can do that as well. Well, you know, I was researching it, you know, I was doing right. that. You so know, to so prevent it. Right to present it, I, I had to do it, you know. And they, what was it? The old Gates, they Gates made his uh, his employees uh, watch the stuff at Microsoft. Remember, I've done that. Article. Yeah, yeah. And, and for oh some reason, God. he didn't get any criticism of that at all. I don't know. That seems. Yeah, to be they're good. all they were all traumatized. You know, they had to watch this this uh, child porn that was all over the the internet with uh, Microsoft and everything. Yeah, imagine that. I mean, that's just you know, it's it's there's so much crazy stuff going on. That's why that it's. And that's why my point was you need to take a win when you, and that's why my son, John, who I know is listening, is the only one, only one in the family that, that has pays any attention to anything I do. Nobody knows. Everybody else thinks I'm as nutty as the mainstream media would think I am uh, for the most part. But uh, he has an expression where he tells me all the times that, you know, just you guys still know how to accept a win. Right. And, you know, so sometimes, sometimes we have to look at it like that. Whatever it is, we question things too much. Okay. It's what we don't, whatever, whatever caused them to choose Tucker. And, but if and you he, get too comfortable, then it comes back to bite you in the ass, Don. That's why you got to be well, kind of right. like, whoa, I don't I know. Couldn't, I couldn't have lower expectations. So, right. I mean, I, I, I'm expecting, I mean, I, it was one exciting night. I expected yeah. once the pressure got on him, I knew Fox News would tell him to back off right. and he would. And, uh, you know, I, I knew Tucker wouldn't. I was hoping maybe he'd come on and make a dramatic announcement why he did. And, I mean, he has, he has FU money if anybody does. God, I mean, he would never have to work again. So, it, but I don't know. Maybe the gig means that much to him. Maybe. And you never know what goes on behind the scenes, you know, at, at, uh, that we don't know to what extent families of these people are threatened. Or even to what extent the families do. I mean, I, you know, I was talking to my friend Dean Anders the third again last night. And I, we're we're working on a book about him now. About you know, he was the son of the uh, the beatnik lawyer from New Orleans, played by John Candy, now represents JFK, and he's become a good friend. He was my brother's best friend somehow. I I don't know. Some there are some coincidences out there, but um, so he was talking about how his family, his his mother, much like Jim Garrison's wife reacted to that situation where these were people that were upper-class families, their husbands were lawyers, their lives are completely disrupted. Yeah. The women and the children look at it like, they don't look like it's whether their dad's a hero or a crusader. They look at it like, man, my life is all effed up now. You know, this is, I, I used to have a great standard of living. Now people, the kids are making fun of me at school. Uh, the mothers, the other mothers don't want to, you know, have coffee with them or whatever. So I kind of understand that. But that's why you end up with so many families. You know, Garrison's wife ended up leaving him. And that happens all the time. How many whistleblowers have I had on the show? Gary, Gary McBride's one of them, Mindy. Gary McBride's wife left him. Two of his three kids, the last I heard, weren't talking to him. So yeah. people pay, a, That's you know, their, their profiles encourage the people to come out and do it because they know what to expect. And that's what happens in these situations. Yeah. You know, uh, to touch on what you said about, you know, Tucker has the FU money that he could report on what he wants if he really wanted to. Um, I would argue that what they did to Alex Jones, um, whether you agree or disagree with him, what they did was absolutely wrong. It's anti-American. Yep. 
And that was a message. That was a clear message to everyone else. You better self-censor. And what's happened to the January 6th people is a very clear message. You know, forget what the Constitution says. You're going to go our way or the highway. Uh, And that's just my opinion on it. But uh, I think so. That's why I say that if Tucker's reporting on this and I do applaud him because he does cover things. And so does Dan Bongino. He's usually about a day or two behind Tucker. Um, They report on stuff other people won't report on. Right. But with that precedent set with uh, Alex Jones, it makes me wonder if they're being told that, okay, now you're allowed to report on this because yep. we need this distraction. Bingo. Yeah. Well, you're, you're seeing, and, and it, it's uh, Alex Jones, another one where I, uh, he had Alex, friend Gary- Alex said he knew about Gary McBride for a long time. Yeah. Why yeah. now is he only having them because of the Tucker thing? Yeah. Because know. of the Tucker thing, I think, but I mean, Alex is, again, that's why I said when they, and so many people, everybody in our world, and it's ironic because to the outside world, they think like Alex Jones is our, our emperor or something. He's the king of the conspiracy world. He's the he's the most famous name. But most people in our world hate him. Most of them. I mean, I, I I know it from whenever I say anything good of it. Oh, Alex Jones is such a show. He's a CIA. He's, he's a Jew lover. He never mentions Israel. I, mean, I never said the Jew lover part, but no, no, else, sure. lots of other people have. You know, but but uh, my point was that. He, for whatever, he had a lot of, including me. I was on Nightly News back in 2014 when Rob Dew loved Hidden History. I didn't know what happened to him. I never heard back from him, but I was on once. Isn't Rob Dew in prison right now? One of the Alex's guys? No, no, that's Joe Biggs. Oh, Joe Joe Biggs Biggs is one of the Proud Boys. And Alex does not talk about him as much as he should. And uh, he should because Biggs did a lot of great work for him. But uh, I don't know what he's in danger of, but he's... He's there. They were trying to make him out to be one of the ringleaders. And Biggs, Biggs was with David Knight a lot. If you remember back when David yeah. Knight was there, they did a lot of Al, Alex's show was really good because he would send out um, Chikari Jackson was there for a while, too. But a lot of times it would be David Knight and Joe Biggs. Right. And he would send them to various locations and do on the And they did great reporting that way. Is Joe Biggs really, the one that at Boston uh, with the Boston bombing going? Oh, is this a psyop at the press conference? No, that was uh, what's that guy's name? Dan, uh, Dan uh, Badande. Oh, Badande. He was never really. Um, he was never really a regular there. But uh, okay. no, Biggs was more of a real reporter. He would be on air a lot, and uh, they. But see, he, he was at the Bundy Ranch, I think. Yes. Yeah. Sure. They exactly. David Knight, I think, did live coverage of that out there so at the standoff and. They were the only ones doing that. They did a lot of great coverage. So regardless of what Alex is, he put he had a lot of good people. And he had Jim Mars, who a lot of people have compared me to. He had him on many times. He was a regular guest on there. He had uh, uh, Big Jim Tucker, who was yeah. a, a great reporter for the Spotlight and was the first yeah. one to to uh, infiltrate the Bilderbergers. He was. And pretty yeah. much put the Bilderbergers on the map. Alex had him on regular. So, he had a lot of good, yeah, his personality was always over the top. You could always, yeah, he never met, he did, he did stay away from Israel. There's no question about it. Uh, so you, you, you had to, you know, you could question a lot. The Saudis of owned Hollywood, Don. Yes, the Saudis, <laughs> Saudi Arabia owns Hollywood. Yeah. What? <laughs> that was, that was probably his most laughable thing, but, right. but he, he did do, uh, he provided a forum and that's, he's still, and he's still doing it because he's providing a forum for somebody like Gary McBride. So I think that uh, when when people they were so many people in our world applauded when they uh, canceled him <laughs> from social media. And I said at the time, I said, "Look, this is this is this is going to be a domino effect. They're going coming after for us, that, yeah. and they coming for us. And look what happened. I mean, all those all those other shows I used to be on, those big big yeah. podcasts like SGT Report, they had almost a million subscribers on YouTube, yeah. gone. 
they took them all off. And, and that was because they were able to take uh, Alex down and so few people defended him. And, you know, there weren't, there's nobody out there and there aren't any civil libertarians. And that's why you see the situation in Washington, D.C. too, because Mark Lane, Nat Hentoff, people like that were around today. The ACLU was what it was 50, 60 years ago. They would have their lawyers and you would have uh, pickets outside the prison because they would be arguing what's going on. But you don't have that now. The left is uh, thinks they should be punished even more. They're perfectly fine with what's happening to these people. Yeah. Well, it's important to recognize the good that Alex has done. And I think we're recognizing just the, you know, Tucker, the same, recognizing the good that he's done. But I would encourage everybody listening to go check out uh, the episode we did on the Tiger's Den. Angry Tiger here of the the, the dissection (laughs) of Alex Jones. Because one of the one of the things we brought up in there is that there is a pretty long rap sheet of a lot of known associates of Alex Jones, people that uh, have gone to jail that have been surrounded uh, surrounding him for uh, decades now. And also people that haven't had the well, the, the good luck of living <laughs> um, well, like, like the people, people in jail them. are, yeah, and I, yeah, you know, I, I can see that because people, Alex Jones has such a the, the gravity and the, the the people that are you know in his orbit, um, so famous and all this for so many years, and he, he brought so much to the. He was one of the first ones that some people will be become fanatics, and maybe they're willing to do some immoral or or you know some things that would get them in trouble. And, um, you know, Alex might mean maybe he doesn't know about it or maybe he does know about it. But he's going to let him go it, like the January 6th thing. Right. Um, if it were me, if it were me and my, my people were there, uh, my reporters and stuff, I would lay out some ground rules. But, hey, if it's going to get me some clickbait and it's going to sell some more storable food, do what you think is right. Uh, I think that's kind of what's going on with the people that get themselves in trouble with Alex Jones. I don't think he's necessarily directing them to do it. But, you know, if they do it for you, you would think kind of like, you know, we could we could look at Trump. Trump, he kind of like encouraged people to go out there, but he kind of like distanced himself from it. He could have pardoned yes. these people. He could have pardoned them. Why didn't he could have used the stop the steal money to get them a decent defense? Exactly. You know, at least, at least exactly. get them on house arrest. So they're not in like being tortured, yes. you know, with no mattresses and no pillows, uh, no outside time, no nothing. And now, well, obviously, you don't know how to play four-dimensional chess there, James. Exactly. And, and, and now he's oh, you don't speak Jack Jr. They had, it's all part of the plan. Him and, yeah, and, and and now he's tweeting. He's tweeting out that they're all, they're all should be arrested for treason. The entire January sixth uh, commission. All the prisoners should be free. Where has he been? I mean, he should have. He he did visit Ashley Babbitt's mom, and Ashley Babbitt's mom, bless her heart, still supports him. I don't know why, but she does. She lost her daughter. Don, there's an election cycle coming up. That's where he's been. Exactly. Yeah, he's been playing golf with the Saudis who own Hollywood. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You got to keep Well, being asked about who's behind 9-11. He goes, yeah, we, we need to get to the bottom of that. Well, where were you for four years, buddy, while you're tweeting? Yeah, exactly. You know, he tweeted a strong game. So, again, <laughs> that's that's – that's uh, unfortunately that's why you know that's why I, I'm uh, you know obviously and Alex Jones I don't know if you heard for what it's worth Alex Jones already came out for Bobby Kennedy Jr. He already said I, he's throwing Trump under the bus. He said Bobby Kennedy Jr. I know John, name. but we may be alone in that. Remember, just remember that we may be alone in that with Bobby Jr. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I mean again, I and I know I'll be, I mean I and I'm, I'm looking over here. I'm looking at the, the uh, Rockman chat room is not yeah. as active as over here as YouTube, but. Uh, Lori Light is taking me to plow, uh, task. A little bit says I applaud no one who's privy to truth and chooses lies and cover-ups. Tucker Gabbard, 
AJ Allborn to say, well, I mean, that's true. But then what will you say about it? And I understand you under, that, that uh, what you're saying, I know Tulsa Gabbard was in the CFR. I know all that stuff. I, I, I know what Tucker's background is. I'm not saying they're great people, but these are, these are the only people that are talking about it all that have huge audiences. We are, but we don't have millions of people to talk to. And uh, there's nobody with a huge audience. And Joe Rogan, I mean, do, do, do people think he's compromised? Probably, right? Well, this got him talking about the the shaman with uh, right. Michael Malice. So Right. So, I mean, it says they, they, it, it is, of course, you know, what happens is that. That is the biggest show on the planet. Yeah. Right now. So it's getting the talk there, at least, you know. No, it's, and, and, I personally believe an interview between Michael Malice and the QAnon shaman would be hilarious. That would just be a <laughs> self-indulgent thing for me because I do enjoy Malice. I think he's funny. Yeah, well, it, it's but, you know, this is very similar to what we're seeing now with the reaction of people, even people that, that support me, uh, to all these people. They're basically saying they're all shills, they're all disinfo agents, they're all controlled opposition, they're all limited hangouts, choose your name. And, and, and again, I'm sure some of them are, you know, but but. This but is that can't stop us, though, from asking. No, no. When, when Oliver Stone made JFK in 1991, I heard the same thing from what, what the conspiracy world is that time. So many people didn't uh, because, oh, Oliver Stone, because and I, so many, especially the, the obsessed about Jews people, um, <laughs> uh, the guy that produced his it, produced it was a guy named Arnon, Arnon Milchon, yeah, who right. supposedly is a Mossad agent, according to me. He is an I Israeli. Okay, that and that's curious, but you know the the film, the film. It, it I, got out. That's the thing. It got yes, out. It and, brought, yeah, and had Oprah talking about it, right. and, and and you know and doubting it. So it was it it created. I know so many people, young people that 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 I've talked to that they they first became interested because of Oliver Stone's film. Yeah, I mean they they weren't around when I was around. You know, working as a teenage volunteer for Mark Lane is in, in the seventies. So. You know, this is so. Sometimes we have to look. Okay, is is more good than bad coming out of this? I mean, is it better to just not talk about these subjects at all? I think or, it's a way of then throwing us a bone, Don. Kind of like your yeah. uh, your calling cards, only on a bigger scale. Well, yeah, we got to be careful. We got to be careful not to get unnor. You know, we talk about normalcy bias, right? Right. right. What about, I don't know what you'd call it, you know, conspiracy yes. theory bias, yes. unnormalcy bias. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which then progresses into the shill syndrome. Right. Okay. And you, I mean, and it's easy for each and every one of us to, 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 yes. for that to happen to us. You know, Look. I'm into the banks, right? So, it, you know, if everything's a hammer and the only tool you got, or the thing you're thinking about, you know, is your hammer, everything's a nail. When I think, when I think of everything, it's the banks doing everything. You know, I got to watch it. So I don't, I don't, Go down Not everything road. is a psyop, but quite a bit is. I, I, I get it. I get it. I get that too. But right. we have I to, have to pull on back our toes. I, right. I, it's crazy. I, I, I see a comment, William Hale, Alex's control opposition, period. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of probably it's very cultish. He's very social engineering. He yeah, uses a lot of the that. tricks that the my, Jedi mind control tricks. The Sandy, you know, Hook, I agree with the Sandy Hook trials, They he played right. his part. But he's what? helping Gary right now, and whether that's for the right or wrong reasons, we don't know yet. But right now, at least it's getting out there. You know, I got to be happy for my friend. I tried to get him exposure, what little exposure I could get. He's on the biggest platform now, ever. Right. So. And, and, we, and I would ask people to pray for his safety. Yes, like yes. That's, that's the biggest yes. thing. Being associated with this bigger platform, being associated yes. with somebody like Alex Jones, who we. You know, could probably all go around the panel and talk about how much we don't trust that man. 
you know, in certain circumstances, but I would just pray for Gary's safety. Yeah, exactly. And and when we when we go, I I love what Angry Tiger said about the basically a conspiracy bias or whatever. But you could, I mean, I've had people tell me, and and I I think I've revealed it before, but I'll reveal it again just so somehow somebody doesn't look it up. I grew up in a house. I first 19 years of my life, I lived in a house on and the address was 3333. Okay. Now, you know, what is that? People where's Tony Arterburn? Let's get out of here, man. Exactly. So what is I mean, I obviously I had nothing to do with it. Is it you know, that's where I was born. But that's I mean, I've had people, one of my early interviews, I had a guy, I'll leave a, a comment on YouTube. That uh, obviously, and, I, and this is ironic, given Little John's uh, love of my plaid shirts, uh, where the guy was claimed because I was wearing a plaid shirt, and there was a, I had a, like, you know, I was coaching my kids in soccer. There was like a soccer, little soccer ball thing, knickknack behind me. And he said because the knickknack was over my, the soccer ball was over my shoulder, and I was wearing a plaid shirt. Obviously, I'm a Freemason. It's like what? So I mean, so you you get this kind of stuff all the time, and and Chris will tell you our, our friend Miles Mathis, who I've tried to get on the show. Miles <laughs> Mathis is the culmination of this kind of thinking. Yeah. Miles Mathis doesn't think anything or anyone is real. He doesn't think I'm real. He, he wrote before I knew about me. He he wrote about me and Dave McGowan. What Dave yep. McGowan was still alive. He coupled, and I was very honored to be coupled with Dave McGowan. As but he said, you know, yeah, people like Dave McGowan and Don Jeffries are ghosts. They don't exist. Try to find some evidence of them. So I, you know, I emailed him and said, I, I do exist. And I'd like to have you on the show. I don't do interviews. Like, what? No. So I had but, dinner with a ghost and his ghost son. So you're yeah, telling me? Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's the, that's basically when you go so far down the rabbit hole, because you can look at things. I can look at the Kennedy assassination. Mars Mathis is one of those who doesn't think he thinks the Kennedy assassination was faked. Okay. And, and there are lots of, not lots, but there are people that believe that. But you can look at anything and you can find those elements in there. He, he I mean, he makes a, conv- a pretty convincing argument about the Manson murders, uh, you know, that they were faked. I, I don't know. But I mean, so if you look at these things and you you can so you have to be careful about that. And that's why I say when we're talking about uh, January 6th, when we go into what was the shaman really? What was his role? Where else was he at? Was he is he really in prison? You know, that kind of stuff. Um, keep it simple. You know, keep it simple. This is the video. The guy was sentenced to four years, whether he really is in prison. I don't know. But, uh, you know, for committing felonies, let's OK. Where the cops should be. Uh, yes. The same sentence. Yeah. If, if if what he was doing was was a felony, then how are they not accomplices? Yeah. But so that's I think we just we get lost in the shuffle and we get we pay too much attention to the personalities. Like when, like for instance, Alex, okay, I know what he is. He's limit hangout period. My friend in in Australia, John, uh, William Hale says, okay. And lots of people agree with you, but for instance, what he's doing right now with Gary McBride, he's providing him, as Chris said, with the biggest form he can get. He's not, he's showing his video and he's showing really explosive stuff. So I don't know what more we could want for Gary. Yeah, I I, I guess we could worry be worried about his safety, and I hope he's okay. You know, certainly. That is the only thing that upset me at first when I found out, like at the last minute, was just the, his safety. The, that part. Mm-hmm. Anything else couldn't be happier because that's exactly what he was striving for anyway. You know. Two thousand years plus. Good to see. He said he finally captured a live show. It's, it's, it's. I, I appreciate you being here, but. Um, and I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're not uh, thinking I'm. Uh, 
uh, uh, uh, well, nobody's calling me a limited hangout, which is interesting. They don't do that, but uh, it's just I. I You're am, an unlimited hangout, like Whitney Webb. There you go. Well, <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, the plaid shirt. The plaid shirt may be there to trap your body heat, since you're a cold-blooded reptilian alien. <laughs> And a ghost, and a ghost, and a ghost of a reptilian alien. I saw a little artifact there in your in your screen. So the yeah, you're obviously. Oh, there's you can find all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, exactly. Simulator. <laughs> we don't want to eat ourselves. That's the problem. We got to be careful, you know. And I stress this to the listeners on Nights of the Storm and on my show. Yeah. You can't. You can't. You can't believe. Not believe in anything. But first of all, believe in yourself. But we don't want to start eating ourselves. This guy's a limited handout. That yes, yes. I mean, yes. That, that this is not good because you know you watch the Democrats and the Republicans do that. You know that way way of thinking, and they eat themselves constantly. You know we don't want to do that to ourselves. We're too small. I think we are, are in a position at this point in the alternative alt alt to the alternative media, the do-it-yourself media, the citizen journalism media type thing. And beyond where it's 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 our time. I believe that there is a large segment of the left and the right that we can fish for them and get them in here and, and wake them up a little bit. And I, I, I think we're going to see as things get worse, they're going to be looking for answers and they're going to find them with the alt to the alt media. Absolutely. Over in Rockfin, uh, Andy Word was asking about who the old gentleman was, Alex. That was Jim Tucker, big Jim Tucker from the spotlight. A uh, former con member says, have I attempted to interview Buzz Aldrin? I, and maybe I ought to get a Buzz Aldrin on with, uh, with um, Bart Sabrell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be a great – Bart Sabrell keeps wanting to be on my show, and I want it. But Bart Sabrell is uh, – yeah. for those who don't know, he's, he's one of the most prominent moon hoaxers, and, and he's a really interesting guy. But he's, he's moved to the Philippines, and he's, uh, he's a Jew that's – he's a Messianic Jew. He's, you know, really, so, so he's very – he's devoted to Christ, but – he celebrates the Sabbath on Saturday. So uh, because my show would be Saturday in the Philippines, he can't come on. Huh. So uh, we're going to have to wait till free FM uh, starts. Yeah. And uh, well, I mean, he was going to be one of my first guests on there. Well, so, Billy uh, Ray had one, but apparently he uh, doesn't have the uh, the interview now. He can't find it. <laughs> so Billy Ray told me. Uh, what, but can he confirm if the moon is made of cheese or not? I did well, see a, a Wallace and Gromit movie a while back, and I'm, uh, I've had suspicions since then. Bart Sabrell yeah. is the guy that this is how people will know who he is, if anything. Yeah. Buzz Aldrin punched a guy in the face. Yes. <laughs> That's the guy. And he made a film called uh, Astronauts Gone Wild. And wild. Why, so yes. We'll seek that out to find out why yeah. Buzz Aldrin punched him in the face. Oh, I, I had him on the Donald Jeffrey show. I and he was, he's, you know, he talked about being followed. Yep. I mean, he was followed all the time. And like, you know, it was, uh, I think he, he shot his car or something. I mean, he, he, he experienced a lot. And I think it was Moon Man or something was the name of that book. But uh, then he, he wrote, got drugged he, too. He got drugged and yes. he, went, he had his blood taken and he uh, had a friend go to try to uh, find out what was in it. And the, and the place was broken into. And the only thing missing was the vial of blood. Yeah, yeah. So he's these these people are you know they, these things are real. So when you talk to these people, again, and you can, you know, the flat earthers would not like Bart Sabrell because even though he's really he goes up to the he goes up to the edge, no pun intended. He 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 won't go to the flood. Same thing with uh, Fetzer, Jim Fetzer. You know how many people you know how many people don't think he's uh you know a psyop or something? But yeah, you know, I right. I to the guy. It is what it is. You know he's yeah he's out there. Paul is dead and all that stuff. But so he's with the B lady, Don. 
He's if the B lady is another one. There's there's so many these these personalities. I understand that what we're talking about attracts eccentric personalities. You know, because 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 if you're most people, if they're successful, if everything's going well in life, they're making a lot of money. Uh, they're not going to be really receptive to what we're saying because everything's going cool for them. Nobody's struggling. Their kids are getting into universities and, and uh, they have, you know, there's, there's, they're completely stable. They've got a big pension. Uh, they don't, they've gotten very far by following the status quo. So why should they start saying the kind of stuff we're saying and ensuring they're unpopular? So I, I kind of understand, but so the people that uh, I heard from a guy the other day that, uh, was in prison and discovered me in prison. He said he listened to the acoustic. And I love hearing that. And he, he said, you know, I, I got your books in the prison library. And I've always said my books are perfect for prisons and mental institutions. I mean, they're <laughs> great for that. It's where my natural audience is. But uh, <clears throat> those are the people I love hearing from because they're the people that have been screwed over by the system and they're receptive to what we're saying. But unfortunately, you know, if you try to talk to people that are successful, you know, well, they also have time to think. You know, that that's something that Angry Tiger talked about, about his experiences is that he learned so much because he, he made the best of that time. You know, he made the best yeah. of that time to learn how to be a good thinking person to look at things like this critically through yeah. that experience. You know, Six, that's that's a great point. And, and I talk about this all the time, how the average everyday person, starting from when they broke up the nuclear family, um, they've created a condition for us through the banking system, inflation and yeah, and, and all that, that we don't have time to, to critically think anymore. We're so busy reacting, trying to pay our bills, trying to put our kids through school. We got to pay the babysitter because we need two, two jobs to maintain the mortgage payment. And uh, I think that was a good point. Time to think. We don't have time to think as Americans anymore. And, and then now they have uh, what, what they, they got this. They got this to suck up all your <laughs> time, you know, by design. So I wanted to jump in with that, but. Well, yeah, our time has been molded to be spent in a way that's not that's not it, it, it's not positive for us. We're not going to get any better if we're chasing this or chasing that. And to, to Don's point, so this person's station in life, he's not going to listen to what we're saying. But <clears throat> I believe with inflation, it's going to start. It, there's it's not going to end. This isn't going to stop. So. Like I explain it, the person making 50 grand a year, he's going to feel it first. Okay. The family that makes 50 grand a year, the family that makes a hundred thousand, it's going to take them a little bit longer. Right. And so on and so forth. As you go up the, the, the ladder of success, you know, monetarily, those people sooner or later are going to be looking for answers. By the time the hundred thousand dollar guy's feeling it, he's having problems paying his bills. These people are already 66% of Americans are a paycheck away from disaster. Yes. Yeah. So I don't think we're too far away from getting those people. Hopefully, Don. I, I like to I like to try to be optimistic about stuff, right? You know, no, no task is too tall, kind of attitude. But hopefully, those people will get into this realm of thinking and 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 try to figure out what's going on. And you know, it's yeah. it, they'll break away from the Kramers and the Fox business. And you know, the people, you know, the guy that makes two fifty a year, and he, you know, he he reads the Wall Street Journal, and he, you know, he's he's got a little nest egg and his you know and he plays a little stock markets buying futures and then all of a sudden he's losing everything you know he's gonna want to know why and hopefully he finds out right well and the scary thing is the people below that certain income threshold that you mentioned like people probably making less than fifty they they're not really worried about any of this because they're already on the government dole they're are they're already part of the the taker class and and we as we as the givers you know 
out, out providing and working and doing things and being productive in society. When we have that taken away from us, are we just going to join those roles and all become, you know, just li lined up at the trough with everyone else? That's the grand plan, brother. That is the yeah. grand plan in the future. Big old teeth. Yep. And also we have um, Lisa Bellinger is, is uh, talking. Uh, obviously, she's kind of looking. I'm putting up the John she Bassett. Talking board. about a psyop. Don't. Yeah, well, yeah, she thinks that. But uh, thank you, Lori Light. Uh, he says uh, my books are the only, probably the only rehab the inmates will receive. It <laughs> could be yeah. true. Lisa says I, uh, that was pure BS from Alex Jones regarding knowing Jerry. Well, I, I don't know, Lisa. I don't know. It's but he had him on. He's going to have him on three hours Sunday. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the downside is unless people are worried about what happened that he could be in danger. I don't. Know, but I guess you could say that about any of. Yeah, Alex Jones's guest, right? I mean, I I don't know, um, you know, but it's I I have to look at it. He's getting his work out there, and maybe uh, maybe he's like another Julian Assange. Who knows? You know? Can you imagine uh, being Jones's yeah. handler though? Like, it talk. It's like being a parent of like the worst leash kid known to man. Like, how how do you keep that dude under wraps and, and to stop him from destroying himself by his actions? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's a, and it's, it's Alex. Yes. Yeah. yeah. When you're talking about Alex, like to, to imagine being in charge of him, like yeah. you're, you're his publicist, you know, speaking of Lisa here, you know, yeah. Lisa, right. Lisa wouldn't take that job. She would work for Donda. But yeah, um, she said she'd be yeah. my publicist. Yeah. I hope she still likes me. She said she still loves me. So that's nice. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's, it's just, I just, I just prefer, I'm negative enough and I'm cynical enough. I, I, I just have uh because otherwise, what really, if everybody is, if everybody we're talking about, everybody that has more of an audience than us, and, you know, Chris and I have talked about people that yeah. aren't as well known and uh, we're yeah. suspicious about, you know, how many followers they have on Twitter and how many, you know, how did, you know, how, how do they get all these people? So it, it is suspicious. But if you act that way about everybody, then. You're um, never going to make friends. You're <laughs> never going to make friends. And what is yeah. the point of why are we even doing what we're doing if it's that right. hopeless? If it's exactly. that hopeless that exactly. everybody's compromised, everybody's a disinfo agent, then we are like 1984, where you know we're Winston Smith and we're talking, we're trusting O'Brien, and O'Brien yeah. turns on us, and we find out Goldstein, who I've called Trump Goldstein, I'm yeah. calling Tucker, I've, I've compared Tucker Carlson now to Goldstein. I don't know, is this the new fake opposition leader? So, but you know, we we have to, because if we if we think that, then what is the point? Why are we? We're just wasting our time. We should be like everybody else, and uh, you know, drink the the Kool Aid or just get high and just try <laughs> to forget about it, right? You know, my wife my wife lets me do this. Um, you know, I want to get the word out of what I know. And, and Angry Tiger, I learned from all y'all for one. Um, another thing is that I, I get to be part of that movement to get the information out there and try to wake people up. But even if nobody listens whatsoever, I'm not going to fall into the fold of the the sleeping sheep. Because this is a stress relief for me. I don't really care if we ever get followers, anybody retweets us. I really don't care if I'm talking to the empty void out there in the metaverse. This is a stress relief for me because when I try to talk to my wife about these issues, she's like, oh, not again. She's like, go in your podcast and talk about it. Me too. Go in your podcast. <laughs> me too. Yeah, my, 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 my woman's the same way. She's very happy that I do this now. Yeah. I just wanted to chime in and say there's nothing wrong with getting high and drinking Kool-Aid. Just, just there you, there you go. And I agree it. with you 100, percent six. 
Yeah, that's right. Don't do it in Guyana or whatever. The I often say I need to start drinking again. I really don't know why I don't. I don't like, it's, <laughs> it's I mean, because it's, it, it's viewing this stuff stone cold sober is uh, it's very depressing. Yeah, it's very depressing. But you're and you and that's why I talk a lot about how uh, and that's you why guys sound, humor. That's why we have humor. Yeah, humor. you guys sound like you're the same way because most of us in this world, it, so many of us are, are. I mean, I know so many people who don't have much family. And, and so they're pretty lonely. So we're, we're, we become their families. And then a lot of us that do have families, our families <laughs> don't have any interest in us. So it's, it's, it's very rare to find somebody. Tony, uh, I think he, Tony says his wife is even more uh, conspiracy oriented than he is, but that's unusual. She's awesome. Yeah. There, there's, she there's nailed some... it on the fluoride stuff. Heck yes, yeah. I read, I read her yeah. uh, piece on, about fluoride. She nailed that. And, yeah, yeah. Check that out on Tony Substack. It's yeah, yeah, right I read that too. It's excellent, Melissa. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you can see how we. This is why I write about history. That we we just we've just been. I wrote one uh, last month or something about how the people haven't won since 1781. We just keep losing. And I, I didn't even include the fluoride battle in that. But I mean, <laughs> just think of that. You know, in the late 50s, recent when America was at its peak, supposedly people were a lot more intelligent. They let this poisonous substance, and it's not like. They, they they need they could go to a store and see fluoride has a the poison symbol on it, and they let it be put in our water. Well, no wonder we're paranoid, right? No wonder that some of us are paranoid because yeah. they're poisoning the environment around us. Yeah. How many trains have been derailed in the past three weeks, guys? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Has it, oh, shut down? have we hit twenty yet? I know, I know, I know. We're at least close to double digits on the train derailments and and things just exploding and all this other stuff. So, and the EPA says it's all okay, just like they say that the fluoride's just hunky dory. And then they too. try to normalize it by saying, "Oh, there's a thousand derailments a year." I'm like, "Then you're failing." And yeah, exactly. You're bragging about that. <laughs> Everything's our food. You can't go to the store. Dude. Everything's got bioengineered something in it. That's no good for you. I mean, it's it's another fluoride. It, it, it's it's yeah. it's daunting if we just still had mr conductor around none of these train derailments would be yeah. happening Maybe these conductors george carlin or ringo star yeah i, I actually De definitely a, george carlin i, I wouldn't trust George's ringo on a train he's either. he's done way too much blow i, I had a theory because a train on a track isn't like you just set it and forget it and it goes you have to actually control the train and and i just would like to question i don't know this maybe somebody can answer it for don or for myself or or whatever but were the conductors forced to get the the vaccine? Okay. How do we know if they're not just blacking out or keeling over? And then how do we know uh, all the, the trains just running and you know maybe an hour later wasn't crashes. on the train, Don? Yeah. How are people not questioning this? These these sudden derailments and almost all of them involve some kind of uh, poisonous spills or something. I mean, it's like, wouldn't and you think after, movies there prior? Yeah. I mean, after the first one, wouldn't you think it was well, like the food pack? Wouldn't you think they'd be on extra guard or something and, yeah. and uh, steep up security precautions or something? Same thing with the food. Would you have three different aircraft? Uh, Flew into the food, the food plants, and how many caught fire? Yeah, the nine eleven of food plants. Right after Biden, and no superpowers were ever gained from any of this. I think Marvel Comics is to blame for getting our hopes up. <laughs> These are all coincidences. Come on, guys. Coincidence theory. No, it happens yeah. all the time. We just didn't care about it before. You know? Oh, a thousand yeah. a year. Yeah, Look how they dropped that stuff off on the moon before the missions, right, Jason? 
Yeah, <laughs> don't get me started on the moon. Don't, no. don't get me started on. That. I got to. I got to get with Don on that. Um, oh well, we'll we'll do it. But but yeah. White White Wolf says is uh, my book, the new book out. You know the plan. No, and I, you know, and I'm basically waiting to see if Sherry Tenpenny is going to write the forward. And uh, so we'll see. Hopefully she, she's got it now, and um, see if I can get a few more blurbs. But it's done. And I, I'm I, I'm not adding any more to it because stuff keeps coming unless something really incredible because otherwise it's never going to get done. But yeah. it's done, uh, and we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. But hopefully I'll be able to get the word out about it. But yeah, definitely, you, you know, I'll be talking about it nonstop on here because I'll, I'll need to do a lot of promotion because it's a small publisher. So yeah, look, what look, about the uh, what about the uh, the big pink elephant in the room called Hidden History Three, Don? I was yeah. ask about that. <laughs> well, they. Uh, I, I played, you know, Skyhorse was. People uh, ask me, and I'm like, I don't yeah. know. I'm not. Well, I, I thought, you know, Skyhorse. It looked to me like they were trying to take advantage of me, so I kind of, yeah. I kind of played hardball with them, and I don't know. Last week they were kind of receptive, so I think that, but I don't know. I'm heard from them this week, so you know, that's what happens. They they yeah. delay it out, they make you wait, they make you sweat, but they're a division assignment in Schuster now, so they can do that, and. Uh, they're the biggest publisher I can get. I mean, they published Alex Jones's book, and no, that doesn't discredit me, which I think was the number one book overall. They published Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s book, Oliver yes. Stone, Woody Allen, uh, Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura. They've got lots of big authors. So drink. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, you know, honored, I guess, to to be in their company. They can give me obviously the most publicity. So hopefully they're going to do it. Although they don't like the title, as I. Chris knows they don't for some yeah. reason they don't like numbers. So they don't they didn't like it when I wanted to call crimes and cover-ups hidden history two. Memory. They don't like hidden history three. So the title, if they publish it, is going to be Hidden History, the American Memory Hole. So we'll yeah. uh, we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens. But I mean it's you know, one good thing is they almost never take anything out that I write, which is amazing considering yeah. the stuff I write about. But uh so I expect it all to be in there, and you'll see lots of Chris Gray's great research and uh uh, Bob Wilson and uh, Peter Seacosh. The three researchers really did a the, the most work of any of my books on that one. So hopefully that'll be coming out soon as well. well don't let anyone with the last name Horse take advantage of you folks. Just saying. I would call it a unicorn because <laughs> the, Don's book is just, it's like a unicorn. We can't quite get to it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so like Antarctica, Don. They, they'll shoot you if you try to go. Yeah, yeah, it's all, and it's it, you know, I, uh, I see that, um, what's his name, uh, Hibbler, the guy oh out of the flat. He's he's got a he's got a Rockman show now. He does. So, interesting. So uh, that's a very big, intense. You know, that 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 boy. Yes. Yeah. He he's comes. He brings he brings it strong. So uh, it's and again, I all Hibbler. They say. <laughs> right, and that's why you know when I when I at the same time that I'm not discounting Alex Jones and all these people, I'm just saying I'm taking it for what it's worth. I don't discount anything. Flat earthers, hollow earthers, um, computer simulation theory, because we have been lied to about everything. So there's no reason to discount this stuff because let's face it. One thing we do know is that what we're being told is, is wrong. What they're telling us is wrong. I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on, but I have real problems that we're on a giant ball spinning. However many thousands of miles an hour rotating and spinning and whizzing through space and somehow we don't know it. I mean, I, you know, I, I've always thought that, you know, and so I don't, I don't know if that means that there's a giant ice wall in Antarctica or whatever. Well, John, but, you uh, know how you were saying you were proud how we all like built up shows and followings now? Yes. Well, you just threw all of that away right now. 
Uh, why is that? <laughs> oh, oh, I threw all, all, why, well, all of our shows are gone now. They're already wiped. <laughs> oh, okay. They're not even on the Wayback Machine. <laughs> Sorry, <No>. Six. <laughs> I know. I just, I just, again, my, my, I, all I'm saying is I'm skeptical about anything. And so I, I don't discount we anything. Yeah. And you know, I, yeah. I, I, you know, I'll talk to somebody from NASA if they want to come on the show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it probably would be kind of a, that would be cool. An argumentative interview because, you know, we would have, we, they would have a lot to explain. You know, first of all, like, how did you, how do you possibly lose the tapes for the most important event in the history of mankind, lose or tape over. What is the story? They either taped over or lost. It's like really? Yeah, they taped over. Did Sandy Berger steal the wrong stuff when yeah. he was in the <laughs> library of Congress? <laughs> my my biggest question about the moon landing is: Did, did they take uh, with the golf thing? Did they drop and take two strokes, or did they go find it out of bounds? And yes. Drop? Well, the, the, the great thing about it is that the dune buggy that they they sent yes. the last, if, if you, I mean, I and I live, you know, in the DC suburbs. I've been to the Air and Space Museum, so I've walked through the little tiny. It's very tiny, and it was the lining they used. No shit, they used um, aluminum foil. Yep. They tell you they. I think they used four inches of aluminum foil. Now, this is what they lined this important craft with, and they send their precious cargo up there, including human beings, through what we're told is a space where there's deadly rocks flying everywhere. There's poison everywhere. Radiation I mean, there's, there's radiation everywhere going through the radiation belt they can't go through now. This is what they tell us. They're expecting you to believe that four inches of aluminum foil protected. Have you, have you seen that craft? It looks like something that the, some kids built in their backyard. And then they, uh, the last two missions, when they put the dune buggy in, they uh, people finally questioned, well, exactly, because there was no room. The astronauts were crammed oh, in. They would like, need another ship just for the fuel. Yes, the exactly. Ship. And the, the batteries and everything to have yes. these, mag these magic uniforms that could, could deal with temperature fluctuations of like 400 they degrees. They were made by Playtex. So, the uh, I'll, I'll spoil it for you, Don. I had a guy who, who majored in the math that's needed to get to the moon, right? Uh, he's, he's an army officer. I told him I didn't think we went to the moon. He said, well, we had to have. So we sat down one night over a few beers and we pulled up all of what NASA has. And this is what NASA has now. The only way, and I tried to convince him because of the single stage to orbit problem and the accumulating fuel to get to the weight, they need more fuel, that's more weight. I, I told him it was impossible. And sure enough, with the math, and I'm talking, this is some serious math, um, I can't do it, but he, he's able to do it. He said it was impossible, hundred percent impossible. So we looked and looked and said, Oh, well, no, I said, he said, uh, no, the buggy and all the, all the stuff they had up there, they sent on a craft ahead of time. And I'm like, then why have we never heard this? That would have been a <laughs> monumental thing. Yeah. They're kind yeah. of rewriting history saying when they yeah. realized that their numbers didn't work, they had to make up a story to say, Oh no, we sent a rocket up and dropped this. I was like, that would be worldwide news. Right. Yeah, John, you the never heard about thing that in the before, world. Right? That before we United went to the moon, they dropped some stuff off first. Yeah. We're yeah, able, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what's the chances we're going to land in exactly the same spot if we did successfully drop? Right. And then where where's the the I mean, they obviously didn't use parachutes to drop and this buggy down there, right? The, who's filming there? them leaving the moon? Yeah, I mean, that's the bug is sitting there, and they pan up too. It even pans it's up. Like, someone's panning up. Pan, but but uh, but but the great part is that we talked about the flying Jetsons uh, cars earlier. The fold up that car. comes into play. The fold up car because if people ask them, okay, well, we we actually folded up the dune buggy and stuffed it in there. So okay, they had a fold up Jetsons technology in the early 1970s. 
Yep. Where did that technology go? Why, why aren't we all doing what George Jetson did and folding it? Wouldn't that save? Wouldn't that be great? You have to worry Janitors about parking anymore. Throughout the prototype. Yeah. Would, would it be crazy if Tucker? Would it be crazy if Tucker came on next week and was like, "I got something to tell you guys about the moon landing. It's not so great." <laughs> yeah, maybe that's. I think Tucker watches your show, Don. I'm just saying. Oh well, God. Well, you invite me on the show if you do, Tucker, because I, I, he has survival of the richest, and he's he's done stories in the past where he's done stories around America, and he could have taken him out of my book. Laura Ingram was I mean, about to have you on. Laura, well, Laura Ingram invited me on the show years ago, and uh, for oh, three years ago, I think. And after I told the entire world I was going to be on there, like <laughs> they canceled me, and uh, they've never invited. And I don't know how they invented. I mean. It, it's not like they didn't know who I was. I mean, the only Jesse way they Ventura. could have... Jesse Ventura had you on, but then he didn't he cancel the last. Yes, time? the last several times. His his assistant, drink. Uh, you, yeah, Jen used to keep uh, uh, used to invite you keep inviting me on. And I'd say okay, and then they cancel. And it's like what, I don't understand what's going on, but it's probably good because Jesse is really over the top. I think with Trump derangement syndrome and that. Uh, goes over into the vaccine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I respected I, him yeah. all the way up until that. Now I just I have to chalk it up to old age in my head. You know, I would yeah, like I, to hear how he logically puts that together, since it was Trump's warp speed that caused all this. I, you know, and and it, it, when you have people like Scott Gottlieb and other people in his camp, you know, yeah. all former Pfizer and just surrounded by the worst of the worst, there, like how 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 does somebody that's that hates Trump so much look past all that? And still say yes. Shoot this into my my veins, please. Yeah. Well, Je Jesse Jesse was always open borders too. Yeah. He was always open borders. So he he he, he was a lefty, but he just for whatever reason. And he, his conspiracy show was a great show. Uh, and, well, like uh, you guys give Alex the credit, I give uh, Jesse the credit. He yeah. did put his ass on the line back in the day, and then the Chris Kyle thing kind of shut him down. You know? yeah. yeah, but I'm starting to be a little bit more open borders now too because I don't want to be locked in this country after being yeah. locked in my house, you know, during <laughs> COVID. Right, that's um, true. Yeah. Well, and point, then also, I, I'm I want the uh, the centralized state to be dissolved so they no longer have these stupid social programs that we have to enforce, you know, uh, national uh, laws and security laws in order to maintain them. Because that's the reason why that that the federal government is getting involved in immigration, which it has no business being involved in, anyways. As we learned from our friend Gar Goldsmith, he'll, he'll say sure. it's, you know it's a state issue. But that when it boils down to it, is that when you have these great society programs, thanks LBJ, um, <laughs> that you know you have to you have to maintain a security force to get everybody to pay up. That's yeah. why there's eighty seven thousand IRS agents already to come after yeah. us, armed to the teeth. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, the system, the system is rigged at every. I mean, Alex. Al, again, Alex Jones will come out with some great stuff. And the other day, he was saying, because uh, I was, I was watching how he was reacting to Tucker Carlson's thing because I wanted to hear him say, and he was um, saying something like, uh, he talked about how the elite pay almost no taxes at all. Uh, the system is, and the people, if you make good money, you can pay five, ten percent. Working stiff pays twenty-five to thirty percent. That's how it goes. And that's the system. That's the kind of stuff I talked about in Survival of the Richness. You don't hear Bernie Sanders or anyone talking about that. They'll, it's only for the little people, right? right. <laughs> Wasn't that the famous quote you know, from that, the heiress that, well, that got arrested for not paying hair taxes? I, I started, I I, I started uh, Survival of the Richness, the, the introduction to Survival of the Richness, which is a great uh, quote from Ambrose Bierce. And his definition of uh, poor, his definition of poor was, Unable to pay taxes, for instance, Vanderbilt. 
So I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. That's that, that and that that's you know, and that's of course that is really pretty. Uh, I think set the template for that book. But that's the way we have a rig system, and uh, you know, one of one of Trump's again. Trump wasn't talking about that, but one of the many great things Trump said, and I use it all the time. It's a classic saying, and he he said, uh, "It's a rig system, and you don't trust those who rigged it to fix it." And that's what we're still doing. We're still trusting those. We, we have to clean house. I mean, there's nobody in there that, I mean, these people are just, they're hopeless. They're never going to, I mean, it's possible. But but on the other hand, I don't want to, you know, as a Christian, I don't want to discount the possibility. What, what was Saul? You know, he, this was a vicious, a terrible criminal, right? And he, he became St. Paul on the road to Damascus. So yeah. It's, you know, it, it's possible. Maybe some of these people, that's why I said, I look at somebody like Tucker Carlson. Is it possible that maybe this guy had an epiphany? Maybe, you know, like Pat Buchanan. I think Pat Buchanan was the real deal. I think he was really influenced by those working class people. And he he probably never realized that these policies affect that way. But, you know, again, I'm, I, I've watched too many Frank Capra films. <laughs> well, all people can be redeemed. I think each of us on this panel has experienced it in our own lives, but it can see it in the lives of others too. I think all people can be redeemed. Henry so maybe that epiphany did happen. Oh, I don't know about that one. Yeah, there you go. Mm. Thank you. Drink. I don't know about that one. Yike. Yikes. Yike. I don't know, John. I, I, that's kind of what I was talking to you about earlier uh, off the air about uh, Bobby Candy Jr. I mean, maybe. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm foolish and uh, I'm drinking the the Trump Kool Aid like right. that with other people. But you know what? I need something now. You know. And the other night when I found out he was besides that thing with his voice, he was going to give it a give it a go, whether he know thinks he can actually win or not. Just him throwing a wrench into that crappy system is good enough for me. You know? Well, and we, we and I told you this earlier, Chris. Bob, the people knowing and this is why I keep getting drawn back to the Kennedys. The Kennedys are like a, a Greek tragedy, like nothing in Greek tragedy can yeah. possibly compare to them. And uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Look what he's you know yes. dealt with in his life. His his, his uncle and his father were, were killed in high profile murders. He lost a brother, David, who is from all accounts was the one who was most impacted by his father's assassination. Yeah. He died of a kind of a suspicious drug overdose, I think, in 1984. Yep. He lost another brother, Michael, who was about to enter a political career, who uh, slid in, was was slaying, uh, uh, skiing, and skied into a tree the same week Sonny Bono did. Sonny Bono. <laughs> in 1998. And then the next year, JFK Jr. is assassinated. Yep. I'm sorry he's not alive, QAnon people. <laughs> they killed him, just like the other Kennedys. Um, so, and then he loses his, his ex-wife. His ex-wife was found hanging in a barn right after she leaked uh, his his diary to the New York Post. And then finally, the coup de grace a couple of years ago, his niece uh, died in that very suspicious, I think I'm the only one calling it suspicious, accident in the Chesapeake Bay with her eight, when she took her eight-year-old son out in a canoe. And if you've ever been on the Chesapeake Bay, uh, it's not something you, that any normal person would do, especially with somebody with their wherewithal to fetch a kickball. They couldn't afford another ball and they supposedly drowned. And right after that, it was right after that, that Bobby Kennedy Jr. went after Bill Gates with a venom. Oh yeah. And a Fauci, he has not stopped since. I mean, it was literally right after that happened. 
And then when they wrote the letter against him, his own family wrote yes. the letter. Yes. Yes. One of the main ones, she died too, and she worked for Gates, right? And yeah, that was the, that was the one. Yeah. Yes, she she was, and she had a big job with a healthcare initiative funded by the Gates Foundation, and she was one of the ones who said, you know, we love our brother, we love our brother and cousin or something, or uncle, and uh, but we hate what he's but he's wrong on vaccines. Since then, they've stepped it up. Carrie Kennedy, who uh, has has had the brilliant wisdom in the past to marry uh, Mario uh, Andrew Cuomo, so you know she's got great taste. Uh, you know she <laughs> this guy. She uh, she basically you know, said, "Oh, I don't I don't know why would anybody believe anything he said? He's a crazy conspiracy kook or something like that." Yeah. All his pay- only all- trying you know only trying to get the truth about your father, your uncle, you know. Trying to keep people from getting hurt with these the rest of them don't care. No, the rest of them don't care, and it's it's a so anyhow. That's why. So at least Chris and I, at least he, he, apparently with Alex Jones, so he's got Bobby Kennedy Jr. has three votes apparently. Me, Chris, and Alex <laughs> Jones. I don't know anybody else. Well, so. Any Lumen? <laughs> well, I was sent something by a listener that claimed that the Kennedys were originally in the Illuminati and then they were kicked out of it. Have any of you read anything about any connections between? The Kennedy yeah. family and I Illuminati. heard the Kennedys are one of the so-called bloodlines, but I, I don't know if that's the case. I haven't studied it, and you know what? It just the ones that got killed. It, their actions showed that even if they were elite, they tried to do something, something they've, for that lower people, right? They've, they've, they, they, they died for it. They spilled more blood than any other family in American history. I mean, well, I, when they I, say a I, curse, Don, that yeah. curse thing was a made-up thing in the media, right? Exactly. These yes, people they, were targeted. They keep killing them, and so I mean, I you know, I, I can't believe that they could possibly be on their side, unless again, unless you're like Miles Mathis and you believe they're all fake, or the QAnon people that believe JFK Jr. faked it on himself. But I mean, on the surface. They're killing people all the time. And and the old man, Joe Kennedy Sr., has been uh, dra- – I think I'm the only one that defends him besides RFK Jr. Uh, and that he's been treated terribly unfairly. The bootlegging thing totally made up, right? Totally yeah. made up. I mean, everything about the Kennedy family goes back to the bootlegging thing. It all comes from either CIA or mafia sources. Everyone. They're all compromised. But the same media – for instance, when Judith Campbell Exter came out in the 70s, the exact same media – that at the time I was a young man, you know, uh, pushing the JFK, you know, assassination and going crazy about it. And this woman comes out of nowhere with a huge uh, crazy hat on her head, oversized sunglasses and calls a press conference. Media immediately accepts everything she says about JFK, you know, uh, having affairs with everybody, including her connections with the mafia when the Kennedy administration is the only administration ever to try to do something about the mafia. Exactly. So, so, but so it's a very, so all, all of these myths, they're very, they're Marilyn Monroe, right. That's used. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Well, I mean, he, maybe he, but you know, okay. Are we talking about that Judy Barry Baker character? Are we oh, talking no, about she, that Judy Barry Baker oh, character? Yeah, well, no, Chuck Ocelli's not a fan, yeah. not well, a fan at all. <laughs> she did. Well, sent me a friend request the other day and she knows about it. I said, okay, I'll, I'll take you as a friend. I know she thinks maybe I'm happy. I mean, like, yeah, I know. I think that she, I think there was some kind of connection. I think it can be proven. She worked at the Riley coffee. They company worked in the school. same building. That's yeah, they worked in the same building. Now anything <laughs> yeah. beyond, but one of the criticisms against her, I think is unfair. And that is, well, how come you don't have any pictures of you together? Well, they first of all, Oswald right. was married. Right. So, I mean, do, do people, especially then, that do you usually, if you're having an affair, would you really you go around and document it with pictures? So I think that's unfair 
But she's like a lot of people. I think that she's come to believe her hype and she's got a fan club. So she begins to exaggerate her influence. And over the years, she's added more and more. So now it's become her and Lee that together they were do doing something. So I think that's obviously, I don't think that's true, but they may have had an affair, but I, th I think she probably knew him, but uh, I don't know. I, I think it's kind of a distraction and, and she's, but she's pretty much taken over the research community because the research community is so screwed up and they're, you know, they are. Think of it this way. The most beautiful, most famous movie star in the world. If that's what JFK was getting mixed up in, that's not, you know, like creepy Uncle Joe sniffing yes. all his hair and everything. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. Compare him to Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton was pressuring yes. Paula Jones, a lowly secretary. He had power over. Right. JFK was sleeping with Marilyn Monroe and then maybe Angie Dickinson. These, I mean, a lot of us, if we if we had that kind of power and influence. And As a male. Yeah. I mean, yeah. On. I mean, that's, you know, yeah. come on. We're all human, right? So well, nobody's like, perfect. Yeah. I mean, if you want to sit there and try to judge everybody by, you know, is it? <laughs> Not all of us. We're not perfect, right? We're not God. We're not Jesus. Well, Christ. I think I think Oswald had a better shot at hitting the uh, the girl in the admin office than he did Kennedy with that stupid rifle that they claim he used. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which was the Mosier or the Carcano? Yeah, it's which one? The one they found or the one they claimed? Yeah. yeah. Hey, I wanted to address uh, Six's question about the Illuminati, right? Yeah. Um, the first rule is I can't talk about the Illuminati, so I'm sorry. <laughs> No, that's funny. Just, just saying I got sent up by a listener. It's not my claim, but continue on. <laughs> the fight club, dude. Yeah, fight club. Don't mention fight club. Okay, that's odd. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking. Okay. No, I thought you were going to tell us about the Illuminati. Because I've been called, uh, what, what do they call me, AT? They call me a government shill and all this. Do they? <laughs> yeah. When we first started, I'm like, yeah, you want to see my paycheck stubs? I'm pretty sure I'm not on the dole, on the payroll or whatever. <laughs> Son of a gunny, I'm sorry. Uh, I put up the comments. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to keep up with them. There's a lot of comments today. So, so it's like, well, White Wolf says, put him down for two copies. With well, I, I I won't be selling them, so I hope you do buy two copies, White Wolf. I appreciate it, and thanks for the compliment. Enjoy my uh, stuff on Substack. That's great to know. I hope everybody subscribes me on Substack, donaldjeffries.substack.com. I protest out there. We've got like four minutes left. I want to give you guys more chance to talk about – each of you talk about your shows. Promote it. Uh, okay, I'll go first. I'm going to see if this works, Don. I I've never done this before. I'm going to try to to share something here. Here we go. All right. So real quick for me, to can Tony see that? Or oh, I guess Tony's got to bring it in. Anyway, if you want to see where, where me and Angry Tiger are, just go to knightsofthestorm.com. It's the knightsofthestorm.com or knightsots.com. And we've got a little friends tab there. You'll find our stuff there. You'll find AT. You'll find me. You'll find Don. You'll find uh, uh, Tony Ardburn, everybody. And then if you go to the schedule tab, you will see at what time they're on live because a lot of people like the live uh, chat and what channels they're on. So that's all I got. Um, we do what we do, uh, nights of the storm tomorrow. And I got my show on Thursday or Thursday nights at eight. And then angry tiger has his Wednesdays on eight. Yep. Yep. You can find me, uh, first, first and foremost on nights of the storm every Saturday, 10 AM Eastern time with, uh, the esteemed Jason Barker there. Then, uh, I do, uh, the tiger's den that's on Wednesday, 8 PM Eastern. You can find that on, uh, I, I prefer you go to Rumble. You know, that's the place uh, for, for the live broadcast or YouTube for now. And then on Twitter, um, on Twitter, I'm Angry Tiger Fireworks. I got a link tree there. You can 
find out where I'm at that way. Um, and on my Substack, Angry Tigers newsletter. I prefer you guys go to my Substack and my Rumble. That's the, those are the places that have, have given me the most freedom, you know, with creativity. And we all know those are the most, you know, they're friendly to all of us here in this community. So those are the places you can find me. Absolutely. Six. Good. I am number six of the New Prisoners podcast. You can just simply search for The New Prisoners and you'll be able to find us on Rumble, Odyssey, BitChute, Brighton, and Spotify. Um, and also Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Uh, but I am blessed to have such great contributors on my show. People such as we, we've been talking about Gary McBride during this show, uh, our good friend Lisa Blanter, and of course, uh, the gentleman joining us here on this panel, uh, Chris Graves. Um, we have an awesome time discussing uh, news stories. Uh, we call it the Big Four of the Week. Uh, and then you can also find me on Substack as well under number six, if you just search for number six. And you can find me on Twitter at, uh, at New Prisoner and the number six. And Graves, I'll let you go now. Um, well, I got to get mad with Chris Graves Monday, Wednesday, Friday, next week, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I think Mr. Rotelli is, is about to uh, get the network up and running again this weekend. Uh, I'm supposed to do uh, Don't Take Our Word For It uh, with Peter Sikosh with Mr. Donald Jeffries about yes. Jack the Ripper. That'll yeah. be part three. And uh, I got, you know, other things coming up with, uh, I got something I'm working with uh, Sam Tripoli behind the scenes, I just found out. And other than that, that's about it. Very Thank cool. I see, I see Tony's in the house. Tony, what did you think of the discussion? I thought it was a powerful discussion. I I just decided to stay out of it. It was it was entertaining. I heard it was in the it was playing in the background. I'm here at the my Denison location for Wise Wolf Gold and Silver. So uh, had a lot of people talking to me. So I kept my mic muted most of the time. But yeah, great great show, guys. Very smart. And, and of course, Tony's a great show as well that comes right before mine. Uh, you know, it's it's we we got all. I mean, what what Tony? What were you? Did you know that Gary McBride was on Alex Jones? Did you hear about that? I saw that. I, I saw yeah. I saw that he was going on. I, I think that's great. I didn't get to actually see it yet because I've been tied up here at the office and I did my own show today. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I like Gary. We've had him on, gosh, uh, two or three times here at least on on your show, Don. And then what? What uh, I hadn't had a chance to listen to David the last couple of days. What? What is? What are David's thoughts on uh, Tucker and uh, the January? Has he mentioned anything about it? Yeah, he has. And Gar Goldsmith uh, filled in for David the day after I did. I produced yeah. for for Gar Goldsmith, and he played a lot of the clips. And I mean, it's just I think it's uh I think it's a positive thing. David thought it was a positive thing. I mean, the more that you can show people what actually happened, I mean, that's yeah. that's what we do. We want people to get at the truth. We don't want to. We're not we're not a spin machine. We're here to show you what happened. We're here to show you, uh, and you know, find out what what uh, what really went down. And then so I thought. I think David's uh, of that same mind too. Fantastic. Well, it's great. It's been a great show, guys. Great discussion. Jason Barker. Marco. Oh, check out, check out Tom Cooper too. Uh, Tom Cooper has a new podcast with some guy named uh, Graves, I think, uh, conspiring with Mr. Cooper. I think uh, Mr. Jeffrey. You got another show. Chris is going to set the record for the most number of podcasts. Yeah. Oh, this is all about Tom Cooper. The <laughs> yeah, that's a dick of names. He's, he's, he's a funny guy. I think you'll get the humor. It's good stuff. This Cooper. The guy. first one was excellent, Chris. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Oh, I like the and title. And that could be found on all the new prisoners' platforms. Just throwing that out there too. And I believe it's Franco, not Marco. Just saying. Hey, 
Hey, oh, Franco, really? I'm sorry. I, 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 what am I thinking? I'm real real quick. I want to point something out that hasn't been pointed out today on this show, but I don't know if you all noticed, we all talk to each other, and this is what it's going to take. This is what it's going to take to break that machine that has been built that has everyone pushed into a little sheeple box. Uh, number six just said that all of Chris's stuff could be found on his broadcast. Uh, he also re rebroadcasts our stuff. We're working together in synergy. We've got to do what the enemy is doing. Okay. And I'm sorry to bring a little bit of foxhole out in me, but that's what I do. I'm a warrior and I see an opportunity here to let people see. We talk offline. We do each other's shows. We're, we're not trying to form an echo chamber because we have very differing opinions and a lot of things, but we promote each other. Right. And that's what we have to do. So if you're out there and you're listening, if you want to start your own podcast, go do it. If you don't know how, contact me. Contact Angry Tiger. We will have you on the show. You want to come on the show? Come on the show. Let's work together. Let's do what the enemy does, and let's fight back. Barker out. Great words. Nice. Wise words. We do have to stick together. Was it Benjamin Franklin said, let's hang together or let's be hanged separately. So we got to hang together against this because we're facing much bigger tyranny than they faced in 1776. That's for sure. Thanks to you guys. Great discussion. You're all doing great work. Thanks so much to the audience, all the chat out here. Uh, lots of great comments. We'll see you next week. Same time on iProtest. <laughs>